Now, All Star Superman is Superman is it's it's kind of a one off story, kind of a non canonical one off story, which is basically is just like what is the essence of Superman? What makes him good? Or uh, what, you know, what makes him Superman? And it hits it. It hits it per- more perfectly than any Superman story I've ever read. It, it really hits on the fact that, well, my favorite like comparison is is between him and Batman. Um, when it comes to Batman, like uh, Bruce Wayne is the mask. Batman is who he really is. You know. Yeah. And for Superman, Superman is the mask. Clark Kent is who he really is. You mean the other way around? He no, no, no. really is Superman. But no, the no, mask he, is Clark no, Kent. he, no. The mask is Superman. He really is Clark Kent. Like that's who he is. Like when it comes down to it, like he is a farm boy from Kansas. That's the way he was raised, and that's yeah, he's the way kind he of actually is. Today, that's that's the way he actually is. Superman is kind of a front. To you know, to be a symbol, to be heroic, but when it comes down to it, he really is just a farm boy from Kansas. Every opportunity when he when he's you know kind of his guards down, that's what he sounds like. He sounds like a Boy Scout from Kansas. Whereas Batman, like it really is like Bruce Wayne is the mask. Batman is who he actually is. Bruce Wayne is just something he puts on to kind of fool the world. Well, there's actually a funny thing that touches on the Batman one in particular because I think it was, um, I forgot what animated. Uh, thing they had put together, but uh, Wonder Woman had wrapped him up with the lasso of truth and asked for his name, and he said Batman because mm-hmm. he's so entrenched in the idea that Bruce Wayne died a long time ago, and that's just his cover, and that he has in hundred percent, in fact, become Batman. That's who he identifies as, and that's who he is. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, one time uh, in Batman Beyond, they tried to somehow they managed to get some sort of chip on onto Bruce Wayne's head. And to kind of mess with him, to talk with him in his voice, so, so it seems like he's, you know, he's hearing things. And he said he could tell it was fake. That's the way he was able to fight it. He was able to tell it was fake because he kept calling him Bruce when he, when that's, he said, that's not what I call myself. Yeah, there was some other story that had a joke about that where it was like he had a mind invader going on and kept calling him Bruce. And like, it was like, that's not what I call myself in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's that. But yeah, All Star Superman encapsulates that Superman—the fact that he is Bruce Wayne. He's supposed to be humanized, and like that's his deep empathy. And All Star Superman really goes into it even further on why he might have a little more empathy, even more than his peers. It's really good. Mm. But yeah, I—it's one of—it's the best Superman story I've ever read, and it makes made me actually like him because otherwise I think Superman is boring as shit. Yeah, he has the most boring. But that story, Grant Morrison brings out what makes Superman, or what, if he's written well, what makes Superman really cool. And he he pulls it off with All-Star Superman. It's super fucking, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, I, I'm like I said, I'm a big fan of Grant Morrison. Not everything he's done has been, been a hit, but he's usually very willing to explore and to try new things and to not just do the same sure. old. Like you know, like new X Men, you know that all that stuff is pretty much due to him, you know. Uh, like it or like it or hate it, the Cassandra Nova and all that stuff. Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode one, two, eight. 
we're we're not dead. We're we're doing well. We need and to end this in fact, show. We've grown. We've grown. We're evolving. Yeah. We're 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 we're, we're uh, a trio yet again. Are we a Pokemon? Are we back to a third evolution? Yeah. Yeah. Doug Trio. Yep. That's what we. Say, that's us. Oh God! Don't make us Doug Trio. <laughs> the same, well, now we know the thumbnail for this week. <laughs> no, no, we don't. No, we do not know what that thumbnail is for this week yet. <laughs> Just Photoshop our heads on a Doug Trio. That sounds like a lot of work. Week. I don't want to do. <laughs> Just do a really cheaply done I, version of it. Are you implying my thumbnails are cheap and easy to do? No, I said make this one. <laughs> well, they are. <laughs> well, yes, welcome to the Wicked Awesome cast. Uh, like I said, this is a three man crew running today, episode 128. I am joined here today with Charlie, aka Mordak, and then uh, the new the new sheriff in town, uh, Henry. I don't know your gamer tag, but if you want to share that with us, Kraken Zero, right? Uh, yep, that's that's one of my gamer tags. The other one is Nomad ATR, and that's how I am everywhere on the internet, pretty much. There you go, Nomad H-A-R, a.k.a. Henry. But yes, uh, we're here, one, episode 128. We've got a lot to go over today with some cool stuff, some interesting news, some uh, int- uh, intellectual anecdotes, if you will, and uh, yeah, overall, good time. Yeah, at first it seemed like the week was going to be, I guess, kind of slow, and then everything happened. Literally just everything happened. Here's, you here's chomping at the bit this week. This is an entire preamble of me being like, no, we can't talk about this. this. Is an actual conversation for the podcast. Stop it! They're all very yeah, good we, points. <laughs> when we're doing our quick briefing, we just kept bringing something like, "Don't stop, save don't, it, don't save it." <laughs> so, should we get weeks yeah. done quickly so you two can go nuts on the topics or our news this oh, week? Oh, oh yeah, that'll work for me. Uh, sure. I guess I'll go first this time. Yeah, why not? Uh, I got kind of a quick week, so it's not bad. Um, I finally played some like. Sat down and played some good Red Dead Redemption 2, and I gotta say... Did I, you play it or did you watch it? No, I actually played. Like, Ooh. I started my own game and everything and all that, so... It's... You know, I gotta say, I really enjoy the level of detail on some of this stuff. Like, I know you complained about the, like, the uh, no, magazine no, it's, stuff. No, no, it's impressive detail, but also, it, like, it it, it, it's, it's too much detail. It's like, this is really impressive. This does not need to be here. Man, is this impressive? Yeah, no, it's 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 it is insane. But you know what? I I I really appreciate it. Oh I no, I that. I do too. But like, it's you get what I'm talking about though too. Where it's like, holy shit, this does not need to be here. Good on you for doing. It's like making a twelve story wedding cake when it, like a five story would have sufficed. It's like, yeah, power to you. But damn. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But, oh, like, my. So I got a chance to play some of it, and that was kind of nice. Um, been playing, of course, some more WoW, and I don't know how I feel about that. Did you play WoW Classic? WoW, WoW Classic? No, I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Classic. Like, let's be honest. Like, eh, it's a, it's got a nice niche audience, and hey, more power to them. I may jump on as a casual thing, but like, I like what? some of the evolution of the current game. It does come free like, with your, um, yeah. No, it does for sure, but I think the demo also shuts down tomorrow, so I don't kind of care to be honest. I think it shuts down today yeah. that they were recording it, but I don't know. Oh. Well, um, so I did a little bit of that during BlizzCon. I actually need to go back and watch some of the panels because I really want to try to get some more information off of those 
And there were some interviews and stuff like that that I want to see as well. So now that we're past I'll, making uh, fun of it. Yeah, so I can get more material to make fun of them for. Yeah, but also provide, well, a humical or a comical response, if you will, but also provide a actually informed and legitimate response. No so one should be just... informed by this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we like provide laughter, show. but we also like to educate. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's, a nice, it's a nice medium, if you will. The more yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so did that. Uh, the neighbor drama seems to have been finalized now. Uh, all I know is neighbor they down there got in trouble. No, they're still here, but my understanding is the neighbor wants to apologize to us for being all sorts of crazy. So we're pretty much like she's on our terms right now in terms of when we can set up the apology thing. So we'll probably just set that up soon and be like, look, I just want to move forward. Let's just be done with it. Claim her apartment as oh. your own and make two apartments. This sounds like a plot from... Uh, what is that show? Ah, uh, uh, Thirty Rock, where that—that's literally Tina a plot Faye from that show. Yes, apartments. yes, that's literally a plot so. from that show. Yes, this actually sounds like a good idea. See, I would have thought more it would be an all always sunny type plot, but no, always sunny has a a beautiful like level of like weird obscene plots. Like if, if this was playing me both doing sides it, of a, the Alex is more in the Thirty Rock where it's a happy good naturedness to it. If this was me doing it, it'd be a sunny plot, I think, where it's like, <laughs> what are you going to do with that second apartment? I don't know, store garbage in it, because fuck you. What do you want? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to collect government benefits by getting addicted to coke. Or meth, <laughs> was it? Yeah, it was meth. It was crack. Mm. Oh, oh, I forget. Yeah, okay. It was, it was crack. crack. Yeah. Because yeah. it's Philly. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, so that seems to have fizzled out, um, which I'm glad. It was getting annoying. Uh, still no Wi-Fi for that, though. Other than that, it's been kind of an okay week for game. Oh, I've been playing some more Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, and I think I may resub that and kind of see where this goes for a while. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, going to lapse the WoW these... subscription or I'm going to keep that one going for the combo? Uh, that one's going to keep going for a while. I just I do that because I raid. And I like, I sure. like raiding. And so once I actually get caught up in maybe some decent gear and leveling for my current character in Final Fantasy XIV, I may consider letting it lapse, maybe. But there's got to be a huge draw in uh, in that for me to stay. So Right now, I'm just leveling up past some of the beginning stuff, which is nice. But um, I will say, they do have these like experience boost servers where like they're not so populated, but if you level up a character on there, you get like insane levels of XP. Hmm. Can you... So that's, I made... that... Yeah, that's pretty cool. Is your character locked to a server or no? Right now it is, but it's a more populated server, so I might switch that up and just do like a <clears throat> a beginner, like newer server with low pop because they give you obscene levels of like experience. Like I kill huh. a few mobs and you just shoot up to the next level immediately. It's insane. Hmm. That's kind of cool. So, yeah. Like, could you then transfer that character off that server? Or if like I was on a different server, could you play with me or no? Uh, you can still play with other people on a different server. Okay. Understanding. There is cross-server yeah. built in. Cool. There is some cross-server stuff built in. So. Hmm. You get, like, kicked off the beginner server onto a real server eventually, or no? You can, but I think you have to... It's only very specific times you can do that. Okay. Yeah, because I think it was um, Black Desert Online had a concept of you were on a beginner server until you weren't. 
like you'd hit mm-hmm. max low and they'd take or like, you got like halfway through the game and then they would actively move your character from a beginner server to a real server. Mm-hmm. Huh. Maybe I'm remembering that wrong. There was something about how you that... would eventually you would be shifted from one server to another and Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Well the yeah. idea was but that I most may... people never make it past like the first half of the game. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, the early grinding can be a rough thing to try to push through. Yeah. Well, in Black Desert Online's case, it was the game is free once you buy the game. There's no subscription to it. And it was like, okay, yeah, like we're not going to bother putting you on the main server if there's a decent chance you're not going to get past level 20. Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah. That game's weird, though, too, where all of your characters are one account. And by that, I mean, like, your characters work in tandem with each other like any businesses you owned are shared by your character's family tree which is all of your characters so the more characters you have the better you are at that game it's real weird to wrap your head around huh i kind of like that idea Uh, it's neat but you also want to put a situation where like you'll have a low-level character you basically park at a crafting location that's only job is to craft because there's no fast travel in that game and getting back from, like, your grinding areas to your towns is a fucking pain in the ass. That's hilarious. One poor character. I want to be a hero. I've signed on, and I'm ready to be a hero. You sit here, and you build things. That's what you do. You're the hero of building things. You joke, but there's, like, enough professions in that game where you're going to have, like, your two or three main hero characters and then, like, a fucking sweatshop of level 10s just alchemying and blacksmithing and tailoring for you and just sending it off to the front to your real character who's like, yes, my homestead is dealing with this. Work harder, peons! Yep. He is one-handed a a vibrant fantasy realm. We just turn it into our reality because we are horrible and we are the real monsters. No, that game starts off in our reality like that. That that game is very upfront about what type of game that game is. Like the end game for that game is PvP. Oh wow, yeah. Okay, so it's just humans are terrible. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That that the, that game's end game is guild versus guild. Um, like castle sieging, which is cool, but also like if you don't like PvP, not great for the end user. See, because humans are the real monsters. Yeah, that is kind of the point of that game. Yeah, that, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair. I'll go next, I guess. Uh, this may be my last week to talk about Red Dead Redemption in depth before I beat it because I feel like I'm kind of I hit a weird wall this week, and maybe this will be useful advice to you, Alex. But like. Maybe before you start messing around with the side activities, get to like the third or fourth chapter at least because I'm getting real sick of the fact that the game, like I'm easily 40 hours into that game, play time, not like linear story time. And the game keeps like making me do missions that explain a mechanic I had to figure out on my own. Like I just did a bank heist, which is a thing you can do in that game and they're real cool. But I, like, stumbled through that on my own the first couple times. I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Like, robbing a train also happens in that game. And this is a worse version of a train robbery by my standards. Okay. Huh. Yeah, I... 
I do have one really fucking cool story from that game this week, and uh, it's maybe a little spoilery, but not really, because it's not a major plot point of any kind. So um, there's a stranger mission in that game that you are helping to do that is down as luck. That's kind of how most stranger missions are, and it ends in a very interesting way. I'm not going to go into the actual details of the mission, because the reveal is really cool, but... Suffice to say, you learn that this guy is not a good man. Very much not a good man, depending on certain feelings on certain topics. And the game even is written that, like, Arthur Morgan is disgusted with this guy. And the Stranger mission ends with kind of this guy, like, on the ground, feeling sorry for himself, feeling real pitiful and shit. And then it ends, you get credit for him. That gives you an open-world moment if you can do whatever the fuck you want. So I choose to shoot him in the head. Which then led to him falling into his uh, campfire and lighting himself on fire. Which then, like, te- flash forward ten seconds, his body that deserves to be in hell is on oh, fire, wow. catches yeah. his entire fucking camp on fire, and me just slow-mo walking away going, hell's too good for you, motherfucker. That sequence that is not scripted in any way is my favorite moment in Red Dead Redemption, <laughs> and nothing since then has topped it, where it's like, no, you deserve to die, and I got to watch Hellfire claim him because he fell face first dead into a bonfire, and I'm like, yeah, that was the right <laughs> choice. I felt really cool in that moment. That's uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. In engine. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. It, it's just it's just awesome that like yeah. I, Perfect little lo- moments like that, non-scripted. I, it, it was unbelievably engine, cool that it happened. You know, like, everything is in there happened. to create like, moments that's like that. That's pretty awesome. Awesome. That's really awesome. Yeah. So I played a, I played two games this week. I played three games actually, technically. I, I played some more Warframe. I played that Fortuna update. Uh, second open world update because uh, Planes of Edonia, Endoline, have you pronounced it? it? Was the last year's. This year's oh, is yeah, on Venus. There, I right? like this one a lot more than last year's one. I, I, I like it. It's, it's good. You got hoverboards. And how is yeah. it? Tell us. I, it, I really wish I could say I think Warframe is a better game than Destiny at this point. I really hoverboards. do. But they have yet to fix my ongoing issue with Warframe, which is I don't like how guns feel in that game. They just don't feel as good as Destiny. But at the same time, like, if you're thinking about picking up a loot shooter, pick up Warframe. For the love of God, pick up Warframe. It's a really good game. And it's free. Yeah, yeah that's and that, it's free. So. Yeah. That's definitely, yeah, I mean, that's, I, see, I've been very resistant to picking up a lot of games, to be honest. Like, because I'm like, it's anything with a with a big upfront price or a big monthly fee. I'm always, you know, I guess everybody might be a little resistant to that. But yeah, Warframe is free. I'm holding off on installing several things until I get a better, bigger hard drive. I'm I'm kind of out of room on mine. Yeah, yeah. See, I I'm using a solid state drive, so I need a bigger solid state drive. I'm just going to wait until. Cyber Monday and pick up a nice one. <laughs> I did the um, split thing where all my OS and boot stuff is on salt and everything else is sort of normal hard drive. That's I'm a crazy person. 
Yeah, well, I have all of my programs, my operating system, and all my installs are on my on my solid state, and then all of my data, all of my data and stuff is on my other drive. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just want a larger solid state to run my programs off of now. So that makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, no, Fortuna's good. I, it's Venus is on that in that game is cool. I still really hate the population of Fortuna's character design, but whatever. It's a bizarre like robot human hybrid thing. I I just think it looks dumb, but it's effective in what it's trying to do. But also like who cares? That game is still really fucking cool. Yeah. But on the opposite spectrum from that, I played The Quiet Man. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about that. The Quiet Man is a game from Square Enix that was revealed at E3 this year, so 2018. It has gained some notoriety and not good notoriety for in the kind of what-the-fuck category of notoriety. And, yeah. I don't know how I feel about The Quiet Man having played all of The Quiet Man. Um, you can beat The Quiet Man kind of in three hours. I played start to finish in one sitting last night. It is available on PS4 and Steam, and I assume Xbox, but don't quote me on that when I didn't look it up. Mm-hmm. I paid 15 bucks for it. I would definitely not pay more than 15 bucks for it. Uh, it is... That game is a bold game it is trying to do something unbelievably kind of bold and artistic and different it it is trying to do a thing and i think it successfully does that thing but it is also an unbelievably bad game and also it successfully does its thing but also i don't think it does its thing well so you're, you you play as, I don't even fucking know his name, because we're going to get to that little detail in a second. You play as white dude who's really good at martial arts, who's either like a hitter or a fixer or a specialist or something for some, I think it's New York, but it could be somewhere else, crime syndicate, and you are deaf. And to represent this, the entire... Almost the entirety of the game is portrayed as though you are deaf. Meaning there's like background music and the combat has some sound effects, but there are long cutscenes of people fucking talking at you where you can, you watch the cutscene and there is no sound except like background music. And the first 10 times, it's kind of cool. And then you get really fucking bored and realize you have no idea what the shit is going on in that game. Well, unless they did, like, super accurate lips, which I'm going to say no, you can't, you can't, you can't, lip, so. you can't lip read because somebody that's actually deaf would either be lip reading or people would speak to you in sign language. Does anybody speak to you in sign oh. language? Yes, but you don't, like, there's no translation of the sign language to anything you can understand, unless you know sign language. Well, I guess, I mean, well, at least there's that. At least uh, at least some people do communicate to you in sign language, which is how you would get around. It's not going to act... Yes, but I don't know sign language, and the game does not translate it. Well, I guess that means you have to learn it, don't you? 
and they're so and to take a step back, this is an FMV game. Yeah. Except when it's not, and the transition. So sometimes the game is FMV, and sometimes it isn't. And maybe you can lip read the FMV parts. I don't know. I can't really do that. But beyond that, there are like fucking ten minute long Kojima esque cutscenes where. <laughs> When you're playing through this the first time, there is nothing you can understand, and it's a choice. Yeah, that seems... Maybe a bad one. Yeah, that seems weird that they didn't, you know, give you some tools, because, I mean, yeah, as a person with, you know, with hearing impairment, I mean, you you have things, you, you I mean, like I said, you read lips, you know sign language, it's not like you're just completely lost. I mean, it this... gets weirder than that, too. Because there are points in the game where your character in an FMV or a cutscene fucking talks to other people. I mean, like, talks, like, using his mouth talks, yeah. and you can't hear what he's saying either. Like, I'd assume, even if you're deaf, you at least kind of have that internal in-your-head voice saying, Okay, I'm saying this. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't hear yourself, but you're saying it. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's the, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, and you can kind of feel it. You can feel yourself speak because, yeah, I mean, you can just feel, you can feel the vibrations. Yep. I mean, that's how you learn when you're, when you're deaf is through yep. sort of the feelings and vibrations and stuff of how it feels. Yep. How to mm-hmm. produce the right sounds. But, you know, that's yep. kind of an aside. Uh, I'm looking at the game now. I, I pulled it up on Steam. It's wow, mostly negative. That's that's. It is a so and, and to take a step back from a like, they tried to do a thing. It is a bold thing. Whether or not I think they successfully did that well or not is a separate topic. I there's something I want to talk about, but it might be a spoiler. But I don't know. But we're gonna talk about something else first, which is like. Even if you could understand what the fuck was going on, the combat for this game is terrible. Like, it also never explains it in a useful way. So you have a normal attack, a dodge, a, like, heavy push and a light push and a focus thing. And I, the game does nothing to explain this. And there are three enemies in the game. Bosses guys wearing ski masks, and normal people. And there's like nine enemy models in the entire game that they keep reusing over and over, and sometimes ski mask guys have weapons, and sometimes they don't, and playing this game, like every ten minutes I was playing this game, I was wondering, what the fuck am I doing? You can just stop. You've played enough to talk about this shit, but I kept going, and about halfway through that game, there is a dramatic temporary difficulty spike. The first, like, real boss fight you get into is unbelievably hard compared to the rest of that game to that point which you could just fucking mash through like a crazy person. And then it goes back to pretty easy for a while. And then there's another boss fight that fucking sucks to do. Like, every time the boss fights happen, they are just grueling reminders of how bad the combat in this game is, which the other fights also aren't great combat either. Like, it's a 
bad game that's trying to do something really cool, and I don't, and like, spoiler, I guess, but they've been pretty upfront in the marketing for this thing, too, so, like, you beat the game, and then the game goes like, hey, you've unlocked sound on mode, and as a teaser for that, they drop a couple, like, cutscenes that you were witness for, or that were in the primary, in your original path, with sound, and God help me, I beat it, I'm sitting there on the couch, like, fuck it, yes, I can go play Red Dead now, I played this for the podcast, they drop a couple things, and I'm like, oh shit, I think I want to play this game again, because I need to know, because what you just said, like, completely recontextualizes this game, and it's fucked up, and I don't want to play this game ever again, because playing this game was painful, and I wish I could have just done, like, with audio mode from the beginning, or, like, I I do not know what that game is about. I know how it ends, and I think I now kind of get the gist of it based on that little teaser, but I do not know what that game is about at the end of the day. It is confusing, and as much as I want to know what the fuck happened, I don't want to play more of that game. It is bad. Yeah, that's, I, that's what I'm seeing from the reviews on it. It seems like it's, yeah, pretty, pretty horse reviews. I mean... And some of them are really in-depth reviews, too. I mean, people aren't just saying, I hate this game. They're saying, I hate this game for these very specific reasons. Yeah, it's I, I love FMV games. Like, I, I, it's a throwback to an era that no longer exists. Like, go back and watch our quick look of um, Night Shift from last year. I, I think that game is great. Like, I, I love when FMV is used well. But, like, FMV in this game is used weirdly, like, and... This is not meant to be a derogatory comment, so your char- your character in FMV and your character in Model don't look the same. And by that, I mean, in FMV, you're kind of this thin, very martial arty inspired like, biker jack-wearing white dude. The first time they showed the 3D model for the main character, I thought I was playing as a woman, as a woman briefly, because the model is, like, bad, and the hair is really badly done, where it's like, so much of this game feels like, for an from a character standpoint at least, they went and like downloaded generic, maybe Hispanic gangster one through seven, and then just a couple kind of costume changes. The backgrounds frequently are beautiful, except when they're not. Like you'll have a really well done like street scene with one shittily rendered green car or something that you're <laughs> like, man, that did they fit the texture on that thing or something? Yeah, they may well have. I mean that. Yeah, I like I, I'm not unconvinced they didn't use a female like base stock model for the main character's body in this game because the number of times like you'd be doing something and I'm like, am I playing a girl all of a sudden? What the fuck? Like, no, I'm pretty sure it's a ma- male main character, but I I don't know. Like, literally, that's how bad the model is. Like, there's an ambiguity to it, but not in a good way. In a like, man, this was fucking lazy kind of way. Yeah, like it. And the downshift is so weird because the FMV is good. It's it's video. It looks real. It's 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 well done FMV. And then you go to like maybe not like mid tier PS3 Xbox 360 era graphics, but huh. like definitely not current PS4 Xbox One graphics. And you're like, man, this is a downstep. I went from seeing the pores in this dude's face to being like that hair doesn't move at all. 
Yeah, they probably had some in-engine issues, I'm guessing, where they wanted had to get I the don't know. multiple, you know, more than one mesh. I don't know. I, it's It does something kind of cool, and that's where I'm conflicted, because, like, I know me. I'm eventually going to go back and play through this game, but it's not going to be for a long time, because playing this game was bad. <laughs> really bad. And the audio will give me a context, and I'm curious about that context because the context seems cool, or at least kind of intriguing enough it might keep me going in the game. But the second-to-second gameplay is just garbage. <laughs> and no amount of audio will fix that. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like experimental games. I definitely like it when somebody tries to do something new, somebody tries to do something a little different. And this, I mean, yeah, from the way on paper it's described, it sounds like a really cool idea. Yeah. Uh, th- th- there's a lot of things that seem cool on paper. It's all just, you know, well, like, we checked way. out a game a couple years ago now at um the, like, what's it called, Alex? Indicate or whatever it was called out here? Yeah, Indicate. you played as someone who was blind. And, oh, yes! Uh, you used, like, echolocation to map out the rooms. And, mm-hmm. like, not quite the same thing, but, like, you could only see the space you were in when you were making sound, and it was a stealth game. So... That's a cool idea. I, it's It was, yeah, it, it was I, I, really well executed. I liked it. I don't know if that yeah. game ever came out, though. I think it did. I'm blanking on the name, though, but I, it's... Like, the entire time I was playing The Quiet Man, I kept thinking of that game, and I'm like, man, that game was so much cooler than this game is. And this game, like, has the backing of Square Enix behind it. Mm-hmm. A major video game place. Yeah. But at the end of the day, video game places are just made up of people who can, yeah. make, who can make terrible, terrible decisions. And so who, yeah. who, who rubber-stamped this game and said, no, this is great? I, That's my question. I don't know. And like, and people compare it to the Bouncer a bunch, I guess. Ooh, I get that comparison. That's not, that's not a good comparison. That no, is, that no, it's is, not. That is, ooh, ouch, ouch, because that's an awful, yeah. that's an awful game. <laughs> I, some people have fondness for it. I would say this game is worse than the bouncer. Mm. That's bad. That's real bad. I, yeah, I, I, I'll even go so far as I, I get the impression like the deaf community is pretty upset about this wow. game. Wow. Oh. I find, yeah. Well, I think maybe I can I can definitely see why because. It's kind, in a certain way, it's kind of insulting, in a certain, I think. I don't know. It just sounds like it's so badly done, I wouldn't want to be associated with the game either. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess like they, it, it's a game you would assume the deaf community would be all over. It's like, nah, we're not sure we feel about this. Yeah. We're not fans. We find this problematic. And the best part is trying to look this up. You want to put in the quiet place a lot. And I'm like, that's not what I'm looking for. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that came up, too, when I was at that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, not only all experiments work out, you know, virtual boy. Yeah, I like I said, this game is bold. But like with many bold ideas, went awry somewhere, and I want those three hours back. And <laughs> I, yeah, if you're curious, if it's still 15 bucks... It's on sale, maybe. actually. It's a little cheaper. Yeah. It's like thirteen fifty or so. That may be what I paid for it. I don't know. Like I 
if you get down to ten, it's a three. It's it's a three or six hour game, depending on how you look at it. Like I, it's, I died a bunch at one point too, so it's probably shorter than that even. I it's, if you're curious, go check it out. Like I, it's, it's a two out of five kind of thing at best. Like I, I'd call it a one out of five if I thought like, but it's, it's a video game. Like it is a, it is a functioning video game. It's just not good, but like it. it it's so bad at times. I wish it wasn't working correctly. Like, no, this is this is working as intended. The intent is just bad. <laughs> yeah. I, what have you been up to, Henry? Well, this week I finally down. I bought and downloaded Darkest Dungeon. Woo! That's a good game. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of roguelikes in general, and what I would also call rogue-ish games which are the games that aren't sort of turn-based but are still have procedurally based on procedurally generated content and darkest dungeon wow that it the game out right off the bat it hates you it's just like no you, everybody you know is going to die everything is terrible yep. it's the whole the world is terrible everything's terrible if you aren't familiar with it uh, for those listening it is a game it is a roguelike you basically have people in your party, and you go into dungeons, and you have essentially what comes to a stress or sanity meter. And when that starts to fill up, and, and in general, your your players or your characters can just pick up psychological, uh, like psychological aspects, both positive and negative. And so they could become like a kleptomaniac, which means that every time you come across items in the game. They just steal them all, and you don't, and it doesn't appear in your inventory. <laughs> uh, so, oh yeah, the, the the affliction system for that game is fascinating. It's and so the way good. You deal with them is like logical and to- and terrible at the same time. Sanitarium is one place. Whorehouse is another. Yep, <laughs> yep. The bar is another. I mean, uh, yep. there's a church as well. I mean, it's it's such a good game, and yeah, I'm I'm. Very happy with it. I mean, I picked it up. It is brutal, though. I'm playing it on. I've been playing it on easiest setting, and it's still ruining me. It's still. Oh, just... that that game was. That that game is like slow masturbating to your character death. It's like, oh, I'm gonna kill everyone, and excruciatingly, and because yeah, because like when they start to go mad, they start to go mad. Like if they go the right type of mad or the wrong type of mad, like they can just start attacking the other people, hurting themselves. I mean, that's the game gets dark, and it's it's fascinating because, well, this is another game I'd say it's very much experimental in a lot of ways. I haven't seen a game track, you know, sanity and effects like that. And it, I mean, that's the thing, it makes super sense for a dungeon crawler. Dungeons in general are, are you know, well... I'd hate to be tempting monsters in dungeons too, and I imagine it might do things to you. And so you basically you end up with just a party of pretty serious PTSD effect afflicted dungeon delvers, and it gets to the point you just have to let some of them go. Like their stress or sanity level is so so high that you just have to dismiss them. You can't actually do anything about them. They're they're useless as a party member now. I mean I. I, and I like that because I've also run Call of Cthulhu campaigns, which yeah, yeah, like you know, pencil and paper, 
type of campaigns I've been a game master for those. And yeah, those are exactly like that. You end up with this cast of characters that with all these weird afflictions, all these weird, you know, all these pretty horrible things that are going on with them, but you just have to kind of keep venturing forth because you only have you can only have so many people in general. Like in Dark Ascension, I mean, your your roster is limited. And if you use, I mean, so if you use, if you send somebody for treatment, any one of the various treatments, you lose them for the week and you can't use them in the dungeon. Yeah. You must venture forth, even if it might kill you. Yeah, it's just, the game, actively, I, I've played very few games that are this much like, I hate the player. Like you aren't, you are not meant to finish this game. Like you are really, really not meant to ever finish this game or to it's or to succeed. It's got a cool ending. Yeah. How far are you so far? Not very far. I just get. Okay. I'm just getting annihilated. Um, let's see how many hours in I am. I am four hours in. Oh yeah, no, you you know nothing yet. But yeah, the game is. The game gets real cool. Yeah. It's already just super punishing. I mean, it's hard just keeping anybody alive. And that's the thing. It's like, this game, more than any other game I've ever played, you just have to get used to the idea of you're going to lose most of the people that you have in the game. Most of the characters you have in the game, they're going to die. Or else you're going to have to let them Or you have to let them go because they got too crazy. Yeah, every dungeon clear is like, oh god, we did it. Thank fucking god. And also, all right, so who needs treatment and who is beyond treatment? It's it's such a dark game, but yeah, it's yeah. it's super good. I really love games like that because it is it's I mean, where if you've played other dungeon crawlers like you know, like a Eye of the Eye of the Beholder or any of the old like you know the D and D SSI games, it's you get kind of used to your characters maybe not surviving. Like and used to or wizardry as well, like having to go and recruit, create, you know, recreate, recruit new members for your party. And Dark Ascension just takes that to the extreme in that now you have to deal with the fact that there are lingering effects from going into the dungeon. So that's all not all just like, Well, we met out of the dungeon. Everything's great now. Everything's perfect. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. It's it's hor- horrific. <laughs> and and, it's a turn-based system, right? Like yes. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you take a turn, they take a turn. You you know, you determine what you're going to do on your turn. I mean, so every character has their own skill tree. But yeah, it's it is so it it. But the skill trees are pretty cool. I mean, they, I mean they aren't super detailed, but there's enough variance in the different types of characters. There's a lot of variance between the different types of classes that a character. And that's also nice. Sure. And it's nice and. It's, but it's like don't get too attached. You find a character you like. Oh, they have great skills. Oh, I put the good armor on them, and then they just get so filled with crazy. You just have to let them go. Like, well, uh, I guess that didn't work out. <laughs> or even worse, if they just die and you don't get any of your stuff back. I mean, that's the thing. It's like if you start going in the game, you can get to the point where you just have no money. If you, if you, uh, if you don't just if you get too attached to characters yeah. and keep trying to bring them back from the brink by continual treatment, you will just drain all of your money and you'll have no more money to actually go out. These you have to have provisions because there's food. Because of course there's food because people get hungry and torches 
and food and torches. So you have to have plenty of those going down into the dungeon. And and that that's money. And so if you don't have any of that, then your dungeon crawling is going to be very, very uh, not not great. It's not going to work out very well so, for you. Which version of the game are you playing? I think there's been like three or four revisions to the game with like added on content. You're playing, I think, like, air quotations, complete edition. Yeah, I, I picked up the more complete edition. It has like the DLCs. Okay. All right, so like the Color of Madness and Crimson Court, which I'm not even using those in the current campaign yeah. that I'm running on because those are kind of advanced campaigns. And then yep. uh, the Shield Breaker, which is a new, another class. And then else, else okay. So I got the I got the complete edition. Gotcha. I was just curious which one, which iteration you were playing. Because I got the impression that like the base game is hard. The expansions are like, oh, you thought that was hard? <laughs> yeah, I'm just playing the base base game right now. The expansions look cool. I really like the way they look. The uh, and you know, even the everything about the game, it's immersive. Even the art style gives off that sort of gritty realistic yeah, it's, everything's terrible sort of it's like a cool dark outline style too like I, I love the way that game looks yeah it's a cool yeah game. we're a really well put together game i've been watching people play it for a while now because i mean this is far from a new game but it's it's super good i and it's kind of it's right right at my alley because i am a big fan of roguelike and roguish games like uh curse of the necro dancer that's yeah that's another that one's more, uh, more strictly a roguelike. Is it even has the steps? Every step is. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a strict roguelike. Dark Ascension is pretty close to a roguelike, but yeah, super good. And that's mainly what I've been playing this week. I've, I've I of course always go back to a few of my favorites. I play a bit of Left 4 Dead 2. It's an awesome mod. 20XX or 2000XX, whatever. But yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, my week has been. I don't know. I haven't really, not a whole lot else going on game wise. So that was just the main thing. You two ready for news? Sure, we got a lot of it too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, where do you monsters want to start? Uh. Let you want me to just go through all the over all the Blizzard stuff first and get that out of the way. Sure, yeah. fuck it. Let's do Blizzard right off the bat. Yeah. Right. yeah. So Kotaku released an article uh, appearing that there was supposed to be a Diablo Four announcement at BlizzCon, uh, but it got pulled last minute. So a lot of people were like, "Well, what the hell's going on?" This and that. Um, the guy who leaked this apparently he's kind of an asshole, but he's pretty consistently like accurate when it comes to having these kind of like sources for this stuff mm. so it he, he's kind of a credible uh news reporter i guess for this if you will uh but it, he's a credible source for this type of information yes that would be a good one uh he's he's credible so a couple days later because there's a little update to this one blizzard announced no we never had an update for blizzcon that's that's not true so I thought that was fucking hilarious. They're like, oh, no, this guy's totally accurate. It was going to happen this and that. And they're like, no, we, we didn't, really didn't have any plans for Diablo 4 at BlizzCon. No, not at all. So just to kind of continue along the Diablo dumpster fire that has been roaring these last couple days, um, Blizzard just keeps on giving. They recently did an, uh, uh, an interview uh, where they were 
kind of talking about some of the stuff they're working on, specifically why Chang was there and another rep from uh, Blizzard. And they talked about how the t they have all their top devs working on multiple IP mobile projects. So yes. this, this is not related to only Diablo. It looks like Blizzard is actively working on multiple mobile game projects or mobile projects for all their IPs, which means in the in the inner working somewhere, there is a Warcraft mobile system being worked on, which they've kind of had it's before. Oh goddamn time. I'm but waiting they, for the Blackthorn mobile. Yeah. So this this was revealed <laughs> in one of their interviews, but like so it means somewhere there's a Warcraft franchise mobile game being worked on. Uh there is a StarCraft one possibly being worked on. And what's the other one? Obviously they already have Hearthstone. Uh, Here's the storm is kind of dead, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. But um, they they have to use their uh, most famous IP of all time, uh, Lost Vikings. Yes, I was going to say Ghost. <laughs> Go yeah, Ghost is coming to the mobile. Oh my god! I would <laughs> finally, I would uh, love to read oh, the internet's response. That finally, the game we want on the platform, we demand it. Yes. Yeah. The, so, oh yeah, I just I just now I want I want all of Blizzard's announcements to be nothing but mobile mobile games nothing but trolling trolling the gamers of mobile games i want i want an entire the next blizzcon to be devoted entirely to mobile just, oh, just God. every and i uh, want the next blizzcon sponsored by samsung yeah uh, yes you know, it's funny you say that because the last couple of years t-mobile has been a big sponsor for uh blizzcon when i'd okay. gone there they had t-mobile as a sponsor nice Okay, I got what I wanted. All right, Good enough. They're 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 preparing for it. See, they're letting you know. Next next big thing, it's gonna be mobile BlizzCon. Yeah, you can, Blizz MobileCon. One of the big ones that they were throwing around that might be somewhat well received or decent would be if there was a World of Warcraft uh, pet battles game for mm. mobile, and then so, it would affect your actual pets in real well. So well, Pokemon. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, well that's uh, that sounds aside, like a, something that'll that'll mint money if they do it right. Yeah. yeah, like jokes aside, there are at least a couple parts of WoW I've always been amazed didn't have some mobile companion app to go along with them. I I, I get the idea you're supposed to log in, but like the whole garrison thing, I got like you could kind of manage it through up through your um phone, but like the whole like war party thing from the most recent one. I didn't quite get why I couldn't do that from my phone. They didn't. Maybe I don't I think they added it, it for this one. But yeah, they for Legion, yeah. you could send guys from your Legion or your class hall to go do missions on your phone. You used to also be able to buy stuff from the auction house on your phone. That feels like functionality that maybe should be in the game. Like it, it yeah. allows you to do game things without being in the game. Yeah. No, I, I that in that sense that worked. Like I get that one. So, um, but yeah, like. In the eve of all this immortal backlash, they have an interview where they say, "Oh no, all of our like a lot of our top devs are working on mobile projects from all of our IPs." Like, uh, I, I, I wanted them just to make the statement, "We're doing nothing but mobile games from now on." Like, talk <laughs> about being fucking tone deaf. I think it's uh, awesome. I think it's the greatest thing that they are doubling down on that. Not only were they like pretty unapologetic. They're pretty much doubling down on ha ha. We're out, we're just doing mobile games now. Ha 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 ha. And oh. I think it's the greatest thing ever. I love it. 
I love it even more. Yeah, I and love, it's funny because like, I love the announcement. I love the announcement uh, for for Immortal for Diablo Immortal, and I love this announcement even more. Multiple mobile games. It's it's it is it is so beautiful. It's funny too because like I guess they were a lot of like one of the guys opened up saying that like yeah you know a lot of us have kind of shifted from here's here's a quote actually many of us over the last few years have shifted from playing primarily on desktop to playing many hours on mobile and we have many of our best developers now working on new mobile titles across all of our ips some of them are external partners like diablo immortal many of them are being developed internally only uh yeah and that was the blizzard co-founder alan a uh Aid Adham, I think I can't pronounce his last name, but yeah, that, Alan. That's even funnier that they. All right, so not only did they did they announce Diablo as a mo the new Diablo as a mobile game, they pushed it off on another dev while they work on their other mobile games in house. Yep. So I I love that even more that they took the cheap way out for all the people waiting for Diablo. Not only are we not giving you Diablo four, we're giving you a Diablo. That we've just kind of pawned off for another for another place to reskin into like a cheap version of one of their own mobile games. That's the best. I that's even that sorry that that puts the cherry on top of that shit cake. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> and then let me just add a little more uh, on this here. Uh, more cherries. More more cherries. Just shit cherries all around. Uh, Blizz- or Activision Blizzard recently had their quarterly, you know, pro- investor call and things like that. And uh, in there, they mentioned Diablo Immortal, and they're like, ah, I mean, the response was like, meh. But people who played it had a really positive experience, blatantly fucking lying in their investor call. So that was fun listening and and watching that unfold. Uh because I guess somebody somebody was live streaming the investor call so people could hear what was going on, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Yeah, no, I mean, you know, while while the initial response has been pretty muted, uh, basically ignoring all the fucking backlash that they've been <laughs> getting, they're like, we feel like it's gonna do really well, and uh, yeah, people who played it had really positive feedback. I'm like, no, that's not true. What are you talking about? What is this?" Did you not see the lines that were, or the lack of lines at, at BlizzCon? No. <laughs> so, apparently, um, yeah, uh, due to the investor call, they're not really confident right now with how things are going, or they're pretending to be confident with it, when in reality, it's not really that confident at all. Um, it was interesting just to listen to them, like, blatantly, like, oh, it's just a small little thing, no biggie. Like, no, that was huge backlash. There's a reason your stock has dropped dramatically. In the last couple days, yeah. not just, I mean, it's its kind of a perfect storm of things because I guess Destiny sales aren't where they should be. Yeah. I Like it's doing well, but it's not as well as they're projecting. So they, well, I think like Activision's, I, I think it's, that's more of a, like Activision really thinks that game should be selling more microtransactions. Yeah. It's something like that. Um, Call of Duty is also doing pretty well, but I think like they're still expecting a little more from it. But um, I get the impression the most recent Call of Duty is doing real well. The yeah. issue is it's new, and like Destiny Two is in a weird fucking spot right now. Yeah, I I'd agree. I mean the all right. So the big thing was 
it's not even that long after Destiny One. Not really. And Destiny It's four years. Yeah, and Des but the thing with Destiny One is, and I think this is what sort of led to some sort of the frustration was the D if you wanted to play Destiny One complete, it was ridiculously expensive. It was like what, two hundred bucks for all the DLC together or something? I don't think it was that high because you could buy at Taken King, you could buy Taken King Edition, which was all the stuff prior to that point, and then you just had to buy Rise of Iron, and I think when Rise of Iron came out, there was a Game of the Year edition. I, I, I feel like if you wanted to get in at the end of Destiny 1, you could play everything that game had to offer for like maybe as low as 40, definitely 60 bucks, but you were getting in at the end, and I, I guess as someone who followed that thing the, all the way through, I paid... I got the season pass version at first because there was guaranteed three DL... Two DLC? Three DLC? Two DLC for the first year. Yeah. And then I got Taken King for... I think that was like 40 bucks. And I think Rise of Iron was... 20? I don't remember. It wasn't quite 200, but I think it was like 120 or something was probably what I clocked in at. Which... For three years of a video game, I don't know. Like I've, that's that's pretty. That's I mean that's that's good for three years of video game. I yeah, I, as someone who used to buy map packs and shit too for games. Yeah, like that's within acceptable, acceptable, but like I, I guess established norms. Like I think I, like Mass Effect two and three had just as much, if not more, technically, uh, DLC content that each cost a lot more money in some ways than. I don't think was as long. I, that's that's for apples and oranges at that point. I guess yeah. like in in the grand spectrum of console DLC, it wasn't that bad. There's definitely some game of the year editions. Like I, I would argue, kind of Skyrim was a little like it didn't cost more than if you bought Skyrim day one and kind of bought the two three DLCs that came out for that thing. Well, I think I mean, and my point with that is also that ultimately. I mean, so you're a Destiny 1 player, and you've dropped $120, $140, $150 on it. How quickly are you going to be to turn around and drop that similar amount on Destiny 2? I mean, that's the thing. It's like your Destiny 2 crowd is going to be, is definitely going to be your Destiny players. At least that's going to be largely where you're going to be pointing at, at this, you know, releasing the sequel. But it's... I mean, you're asking them to now drop another, you know, possibly $120, $130 or whatever to get the complete edition of that. And that's... Yeah, I did that's, it. Yeah, and that, but that's asking a lot of money out of people. And it's... I... And I'm going to say that... Getting at unless getting more and, complicated, I think. Yeah, well, I because guess... Because there was the... Yeah. There was the promise of 10 years of Destiny at one point, and... That's ridiculous. I, that's never going to happen. Well, so, and uh, they're working towards it. Like, we're at year five, technically, now. Or yeah. six, year five? Yeah, year five. Like, we're halfway there. And I think a lot of people at the time assumed it would be MMO style, where, like, you would out-level stuff, but you could always go back. And something I've said on numerous occasions on this podcast is, I don't care if they don't do anything with it, but all of the content from Destiny 1 needs to come to Destiny 2 or... If there's a Destiny 3, everything from Destiny 1 and 2 needs to be there day one. Like, maybe not the raids, but 
at least the patrol zones need to be there because they're part of that game's world and stuff. Like, it's... It would be great if they brought over all the armors and weapons and stuff like that, but that seems unrealistic. The fact that there's literally 100% more game, just places to go and a couple things to do there that we just don't have in Destiny 2, is that's always been a big issue with the fan community for that. And it's weird. Like Generally speaking, the fan community is really happy about Forsaken, I think. Destiny 2 Vanilla was not as addictive as Destiny 1 was, and it didn't quite see the kind of sustained users that Destiny 1 had. I like I, I think Forsaken's real good. I've played a bunch of games since that came out, though. Like My quest to get the Gambit Prestige kind of died off a couple weeks ago. Like I, I know I need to do that soon, and Hitman comes out next week, and I'm like, yeah, Hitman's getting played. Fuck that shit. Like, yeah. I, 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 like, they've... Like, and to be fair, Destiny 2, like that, the, the Festival of the Lost, did some real cool stuff that I wish Red Dead hadn't come out like two days later on to <laughs> be like, hey, no, you're going to play this now. And I'm like, yeah, you're, you're right, I am. Yeah, I, it's and, and part of it's like I have a podcast and stuff. We have to, I have to diversify my games, but at the same time, I don't have the same compulsion to always be playing Destiny 2 I had with Destiny 1. I, it's... And... From a financial standpoint, I can imagine Activision's like, brah, 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 we should be making more money. And, like, yeah, compared to other games out there like Fortnite and PUBG, which are just making fucking money hand over fist via battle passes and sellable items and stuff, like, I, I, I get where they're coming from. I don't necessarily disagree with it. Like, I, I guess to kind of jump to one of our news topics on this one, to kind of cover it in a weird way in this case, they're adding a... a, a Four cash item to Destiny soon. It may already have happened by now. Called Temporal Surge, where they're bringing back a bunch of items from past seasons and past years that are like the emotes and stuff. Where it's like, hey, you have to buy with the in-game currency, which is silver. There's no way of getting this from in-game unlocked. Like, it's it's weird. The Everest system is broken because. You have people like me that will just grind forever to unlock that stuff. It's fine. But it gets locked away, so I'll occasionally throw some money at it. But I don't have a ton of reasons to put more money into Destiny 2. There's no, like, exclusive stuff OMG I must have. Like, there was some cool stuff for Halloween. But also, like, I unlocked most of the cool stuff from Halloween just by playing through it, which was cool. But also, does it necessarily match some Activision bar where they're like, okay... You gotta be making this type of money from kind of post-release sales of content. Well, you're not because the fan base wants to play this game like an MMO, so we'll just fucking grind forever and wait because we know that stuff comes back eventually. I we'll see how Temporal Surge does for them. Like this might fix the issue. I I don't give a fuck about the in-game emotes for that thing. Like there's some ghost shells and some sparrows I'd care more about, and maybe some weapon skins like. The fact the weapon ornament system isn't something I can spend money on, I find baffling. I like that I can unlock that stuff, but, like, the feather such not a list of, like, hey, here are your fucking skins, buy some. I, It's weird, too, because that game is like that game has spots for further ornamentation. They have the ornament system built into the game that I would happily spend money on, hypothetically, if there was anything to spend money on. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I like that. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I like buying cosmetics. Like, I will buy cosmetics for a game. Yeah. Like, I do that for the other MMO that I actually play. Um, but Terra, I play Terra. But yeah, I yeah, I really like it. Give me some fancy cosmetics so that we don't all look the same. Please. Yeah, it, it it's simple stuff. Like, it's the, the massive inhale and holy shit that happened. I think it was Destiny Year One, the first DLC gave us armor, it gave the Titans armor that had like a fur hood on it, and everyone was like, I would pay money for that fur hood to be on every piece of armor I had going forward. If you made that a cosmetic item, I at least would definitely buy that. I suspect a bunch of Titan players would insta-buy that shit, like, if I could apply shoulder spikes to more of my armor, I would do that. Like, there's a couple armor in the game that I think would look real cool with, like, some face paint on it or something, because the shape is neat, but the armor is boring. I, it's, I, I, I don't get it, because, like, on one hand, DLC, blah, 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 shitty, et cetera, et cetera, don't exploit people, whales, feel bad for them, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. On the other hand, fucking put some of that shit in Destiny, because I want more options. Yeah. I want more customization. Like, do you not get how many people would pay money to redo their fucking character model? Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... that's uh, I, Yeah, I think that's something they definitely should actually take advantage of because, yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, we all just want to play with virtual dolls. We we yeah. love, like, all, we all love dressing up our virtual avatars in these games. And we like to have them yeah. not look like every other avatar. Because that's tends to what that tends to happen whenever you have high level or you know any sort of ranking on equipment, yeah. and then you have a bunch of people wearing the best equipment. Everybody literally looks the same. I mean, WoW is a bad one to fall into that. It's just like, oh, wow, everybody looks literally exactly the same because everybody wants the same. Not good so armor. much nowadays because there's terra. Uh, what's it called? Terraforming or something? Uh, don't know. I don't really play. Uh, Transmogging. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you, you know, you see yeah, what I mean. I, but yeah, that's that's what Destiny is facing is high level people. You're all using the exact same guns, the same armor. Everybody just looks the yeah. same. So yeah, that I mean, yeah, with color variants. Yeah. But yes. No. It, you're not wrong. Like it's it's a real problem, and I, I, it, it sucks. They're like, oh, it's not making enough money, but what? I, the game is good. Like this is the first time I'd call Destiny Two good in all of Destiny Two's existence. I'd have called Gear One fine. Forsaken is good. Like I, I enjoy playing Forsaken more than I've enjoyed playing Destiny Two at any point prior to this. But we've gotten way far away from the original spawning topic of like any more Blizzard stuff, Dave, uh, Alex. Uh, let's see. Where else we so we talked about the, the Overwatch update. Oh, the Overwatch update. I was just looking over the rest of the stuff if I missed anything. Uh, oh yeah. So I guess this is more of a next Overwatch thing here in particular. So looks like there's gonna be a big update for the next upcoming uh, Overwatch patch, but it's not just kind of a update or a patch. It's something of a remaster, according to a post from Blizzard saying that. The next patch will actually require you to uninstall and reinstall the game completely. So I'm curious to see what like I've never seen that happen before, where the game requires you to completely uninstall and reinstall. 
I, I wanted your thoughts on that real quick. Like, have you ever seen that? Is this kind of a thing? I can't think of a time when it happens, but at the same time, what's the reason for this? It's okay. So there is some core mechanic stuff changing in terms of the way the game is set up. In terms, of, like I guess the the coding or something like that, to the point where you need to re you need to uninstall and reinstall the game in the upcoming patch. So I something about that sounds suspicious. Like they found something in their base code that like is bad or like this is how they break every single cheat engine ever or something. Mm. It's this feels like a more calculated thing. Like I Yeah. Star Citizen requires something similar, but not it's not a real game yet. It's still kind of pre alpha, whatever Matt Nightmare that world is, but mm. Something about this feels weird. So let me give you the official quote, according from Blizzard. The next major patch will have some pretty fundamental changes to the game client. A number of back-end changes we're putting in is substantial enough that we can't just patch over the current content efficiently. As a result, when the next patch comes out, the client will fully reinstall itself to handle these changes, which means you'll be doing a full re-download of the client, so to speak. So I was curious to see what you guys thought about this, but yeah, it's I just... It's unusual, but all right. So, how long has the game been out now? Like about about when did it come out? Two years, maybe. Is it two years? Uh, a little older than that. Overwatch yeah. released two years ago. Yeah, two years and a couple months. May twenty fourth, two thousand sixteen. Yeah. All right. So yeah, um, uh, it might be just yeah an engine overhaul. It could be there. I mean, all right, so just knowing a bit about versioning and how you do versioning and how you do uh, how the software cycle can go, that just may have come to a point where they're like, all right, so they saved a lot of their major changes for a major update. And mm. so they had a lot of incremental ones, but this in mind, this had probably been coming for like six months. They had probably yeah. been collecting... Like, all right, so these are the things that are actually going to need a engine overhaul, but these other smaller changes don't require a total engine overhaul. And mm -hmm. they're probably rolling a lot of the... And the other thing they're probably doing is they're rolling all the any previous fixes and stuff like that just into the code instead of, you know, just sort of updates. One would assume, yeah. And so this is just going to be another major versioning. And it is unusual for games to do that, but... They kind of have to. I mean, WoW has had to do that a few times mm -hmm. because just and for WoW, same thing. Major, major engine changes, major updates that just can't be. It can't just be. It's not just a few files. It's an overall engine thing. And yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. it's probably just the result of they've retooled so much and had, had but just had these things in the pipeline where they knew that it wasn't worth pushing out a new version until they got all of these things done for the engine. And now they finish those things, they can just put out a new version of the engine in general. Hmm. Yeah, I, I guess kind of building off what Henry was saying, I, I own in theory have a problem with the idea of reinstalling it. It just seems weird and sucky for those people with data caps. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the biggest thing. I was like, oh, rip data caps like <laughs> yeah. yeah like yeah I, I don't know how big that game is at this point file size wise but i could imagine with just 
X number of years and characters and stuff. And maybe they're optimizing a bunch of that, and that's kind of point of this, where it's like, yo, we're taking 100 gigs and making it 50 because there's a bunch of junk in there now. That's cool and all, but that, that could suck for a bunch of people. Yeah. But, it feels weird, but... Yeah, I just thought that was an interesting little tidbit there in terms of the... Just, I mean, that's just neutral news, I guess. It's not a shitting on yeah. Blizzard moment, but... Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will say I've been watching and reading some of the backlash stuff recently with this whole thing, and even, like, some of the big uh, people who, like, are big YouTube creators are like, yeah, yeah, I need a few days before I can post something. Like, it's... It's pretty gnarly for a few hmm. people, but... um. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's it for Blizzard news, I think. Did I cover everything I needed? Yeah. Ah, uh, there's Hearthstone. Oh, Hearthstone. Yeah, that game. Uh, not much to say on this, except it has reached 100 million registered users, which, based on math, means, like, I think it's one in 76 people, mm -hmm. based on the global population, play, air quotations, Hearthstone. That is kind of pretty gnarly, though. Like That is crazy. That is so many accounts. That is, yeah. <laughs> so what, what percentage of those do you think is just purely bots? How much of that is, the, is I, that a bot nation? I don't know. I assume, like, it's the... I, I'm curious how many of that is Smurf accounts and how many of those are banned accounts at this point. I I don't know. And I, I, It's in the ongoing, like, numbers are pointless and useless... That means nothing. We already knew Hearthstone was doing real good, but at the same time, like, based on math, that's pretty fucking impressive. Your account doesn't go away and you die or anything like that or stop playing. It's still out there. Yeah. That's a shit ton of people playing one game. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yay, Blizzard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You're having a week. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Moving on from that, you can get NFL football skins in Fortnite now. And by that, I mean you can dress your character as a sports person from that sport with the ball and the field and stuff. Yep. Got to pay money for it. No way to unlock it in-game without paying money. Yep, because NFL got to make their money. Yeah. Am I? <laughs> this, this, just... this is like the ultimate in my mind. Like, okay, Fortnite is dead. Like, it's... Yeah. yeah, Fortnite is over. Yeah, I mean that's it's bit it's starting to overreach. I think I do wonder how long the community is going to last because right now it's it's still making them money hand over fist. It's it's and I think it will make them money for a long time. I think it's more we've reached the point where the next new thing is coming. Where yeah, like, the sky is no longer the limit. The next thing will come and. I've actually gotten the impression that Black Ops 3 or 4, whatever that recent one is called, is doing really well at maybe being at least temporarily the next thing. Yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Not much more to say on this one. It's yeah, no, just like a very else. dad thing to <laughs> add to a kid's video game. Oh, yeah, that's a very dad thing. I, I agree. Yeah. You can now dab dressed as a sports person with your kids. Or don't. Because you don't know what a Fortnite is. <laughs> <laughs> what is the Fortnite? S sports. Yeah, that's that seems like an odd, odd combination. It just, I, yeah. I, I, I know there's a certain amount of crossover between gamers and people who watch 
sports. I do wonder how well that's actually going to sell. Is also because I get the impression Fortnite is kind of like yes, people like Alex play it, weird old people playing Fortnite, but like that's got a huge demographic in the like sub eighteen category. Yes. and I don't know how many of them really care about football. I don't either, to be honest. What do the children like? What do the kids like these days? <laughs> Youths. They like things. Yeah. The kids with the Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. Fortnite. Moving on. Fortnite. Moving on from that to something equally silly. There was a ninja, that famous Twitch streamer, Logic, a rapper I've been informed, and a Rick and Morty promotional stream for Fallout 76. And I it heard was, it was a fucking It didn't go well. Wreck. It was yep. terrible. It was Did awful. you watch it? Uh, I didn't watch it live. I watched clips from it, and it is... Wow. Wow. It is awkward and terrible. It's... You can't force these things, and this is just an example yeah. of that you can't force breaking the internet. It's like Ninja and uh, uh, Drake. That, that broke the internet. That was ridiculous. That was... But they brought on, all right, Ninja, who's usually entertaining, but was kind of restrained and mute for some reason. You had Logic, who just didn't talk. He was the least entertaining streamer I've ever seen. Or know how to play the game. Or know how to play the game. Also didn't know how to play the game at all. And then you had poor jo Justin Roiland just desperately trying to make the stream not horrible, awkward, and boring. And only succeeded in making it only worse so by really trying hard. And it's like Justin was trying so hard to have a like a fun and crazy time in it. And Ninja and Logic are taking it so seriously that they kill all the jokes. It's like, all right, at one point he's just like, I'm just going to take off all my clothes and run around and punch people in the face. And, and like Ninja and Logic kind of just sort of, like, like, uh, totally, totally wet blanket that. It, it, yeah. It's so awkward. Sandbag maneuver. Yeah, that's so yeah. awkward. And it's just, ah, uh, why, why, you, you can't just shove a bunch of people together and expect to get entertainment. It has to happen, yep. it has to happen kind of organically, or at least better planned, so they, a, a, they would bring on people that were going to work well together and be entertaining, and this was none of the above. This was awful. Yeah. I mean, bring on. I mean, bring on a you know musician that actually knows the game and is known for like being good at interviews. Like, I don't know anything about Logic, but something tells me that he's probably pretty boring to listen to in an interview because he was terrible <laughs> as a streamer. Is that... Don't know. I had to Google who the hell Logic was. I'm like, oh, he's a rapper. Got it. But it obviously, like, not very good at interviewing because that was terrible. I mean, bring on somebody who's who's kind of known for being entertaining as a rapper. I mean, I'm sure you could... I mean, uh, Post Malone probably would have been more entertaining just because he just says whatever's on his mind. Sure. I, so, and we don't typically have kind of streamer drama or whatever like bad streams happen who cares this is on our list because maybe it's time to officially start worrying about fallout 76 yeah they're getting desperate that's a desperate move they're like we're gonna yeah. force 
we're gonna force breaking the internet, which never happened, never worked. You can't do that. Well, in addition to that, like it's the this is an assembled team, and this is the team you assemble. Like it's it it's got a Fallout seventy six had some problems. You've played it, haven't you, Alex? Played who? Fallout seventy six. Uh, I played it briefly. Yeah. I, were you impressed with it? Because the time I spent, I was kind of huh. Eh, it's all right. Yeah, that seems to be the resounding yeah, reaction to that that's, game, that's which is, n- it is a game. Yeah, that's not the reaction you're wanting to hear if you're Bethesda. I mean, that's... Yeah. That, yeah like, that's that's even worse than it being hated, is that it's mediocre. Oh, yeah, no, I fucking played The Quiet Man because everyone that talks about that game is like, this is a thing, and it is a thing. This has been kind of a... Yeah, it's a game. You could play it, I guess. Like, yeah. it's more Fallout, but without being full Fallout. Yeah. So they, yeah, that's. So yeah, don't. Yeah, don't watch this. If you go to watch the restream, don't watch the restream. Watch a few clips from it. And you'll you'll get the general feeling of it. Of or just how terrible. Watch the entire restream. It's kind of majestic, and it's like, wow, one of you is a successful paid-to-be Twitch streamer. And this is a stream you're on. It's 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 startlingly quiet. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like good. I don't ninja's usually known as kind of an entertaining streamer. That's why he kind of yeah. And that was a terrible stream. I don't know what his problem was. Did he? Does he maybe not like Rick and Morty? Does he? Who knows? My guess is that this is a super crazy sponsored stream. And he has a history of accidentally saying stuff that he shouldn't say, so he doesn't oh. want to fuck that up. My guess yeah. is it's very much one of those things. He's like, watching. We his have me- talked about that in the past. He's watching his. He's watching what he says too much. Yep. It, it, yeah. It's, uh, but Justin Roiland wasn't. He didn't give well, a crap. He's expected he was, to. And he's probably drunk because I have most of the time I've ever seen him do anything public. Or private, he's usually been drunk. Which I also don't think Justin Rulin has a history of starting controversy that led to bizarre internet conversations about like, well, when is it okay to say the N word if you're white? It's like, no, never, never. You're it's, never allowed to say not. it. Yeah. But what if it's in a song? It's not. No, shut up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that that may and that may be if the like the thing that made yeah, it, logic seemed like they phone they all seemed like they were phoning it in hardcore. Like, really that phoning it in. Yeah, nope. really. No. Especially Logic. He seemed to be like, why am I even here? Like, just, it's like, I didn't even get the feeling that he even likes games. I'm like, was, like, pick out a, you know, you, you could, you know, search out a rapper that actually seems to like video games. There's plenty of them. I sure that I could name some that are probably like video games or at least like Thundercat bring Thundercat on he's hilarious he likes mm-hmm. video games uh yeah I, yeah of all the musicians to bring on that's you bro- choices were made yeah mm-hmm. who and and there again it's like who 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 put the thumbs up on this one who said this this is a great idea Let's actually really do this with these three people. Yeah. 
Well, so the transition ends. Speaking of choices, DayZ is finally gonna become a real game. <laughs> How many years has it been now? Oh, yeah, I grab. don't know, like a decade? Long enough that uh, it's no longer 2012. relevant. 2012. Not, not a full decade, but I, it's it is heading into, quote, beta. It's no longer an early access, and allegedly we will have a 1.0 version before the end of the year. All eight of you still playing Daisy, congratulations. You did it. Yeah, you have a great great game ahead of you. You have you have you have great uh, things to look out if for. They, we did it, boys. If they fix all the problems with Daisy. Yeah. Yeah. Not much more to say on this one. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Up next. Um I didn't know this was happening until I saw news about it. So uh there's something called X018, X018. I don't know what it is. It's an Xbox event. I get the impression it's part of an ongoing, yeah, it's part of an ongoing inside Xbox show they've been doing. Mm. I, I don't fully get what the hell this thing is. I mentioned we missed this, but they have some big announcements out of it. Microsoft has acquired Obsidian Entertainment and NXile Entertainment. Um, there have been rumors about this for a little while. Uh, those are two big RPG studios that are now under the Microsoft banner. Which maybe means we'll see something cool from Obsidian in the near future. Hmm. I feel like uh, Xbox is trying to become Disney and collecting all these different studios now. And slowly yes, I wouldn't go that far. I think they have gauntlet. a problem where they have no exclusives. Ah, like the, the biggest thing at their E3 press conference this year was Cyberpunk, and they don't own that. Like, yeah, they've had two games that are exclusively from them come out this year, and that was. Sea of Thieves and Forza, both wildly popular, but yeah, yeah, but, but uh, I'm not gonna call Sea of Thieves a good game, but yes, but both are successful games. But I don't know if Sea of Thieves or Forza are moving them consoles, especially when both are available on PC. Yeah, yeah. Huh. makes sense. But yeah, I look forward to seeing what they're yeah. gonna pump out then. Yeah. yeah. It looks like they just bought them. They aren't just cleaning out the studio for the name. That they just they want them to make some games. Mm-hmm. Yes, allegedly they want them to keep doing what they're doing, which is cool. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about in exile, but Obsidian, the people behind like Fallout New Vegas, and yeah, some other widely appreciated RPGs out there. So I mean, Obsidian's, yeah, let's see what happens. Obsidian, of course, is known for like, uh, you know, like a you know Knights of the Old Republic or sorry. Yeah, yeah and I, so, I was going to say, most recently, though, it's probably Fallout New Vegas is the last, like, big yeah. Obsidian game that everyone was like, oh, shit, Obsidian! Yeah. Well, I, for one, look forward to them bringing back... Maybe they're going to take that team and bring have them bring back Fable. Let's do Fable, mm. boys. Yeah. Mm. Let's let's do Fable Infinite. Oh, that's dark. Oh, that's evil. <laughs> that is evil, sir. Uh, they announced Crackdown... Three is coming out in February fifteenth, two thousand nineteen. That's great. You can also get Crackdown original for free from the Microsoft Store until November thirtieth. So go check that out. Um, nice. Player Unknown's Battleground is coming to the Xbox Game Pass. Remember that's on the Xbox, not the PS Four. That's great. That's probably a pretty big deal. And the um, Game Pass is their subscription get access to a bunch of game systems. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, they're gonna fix the Windows Store. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. 
For some reason, Hellblade Sasuna Sacrifice is getting a physical edition. For those unclear what that is, that's the um, Descend into Madness, Go to Hell Viking game that was a big deal last year or two years ago. It's a great game. I'm not sure it needs a physical release, but whatever. They had some Kingdom Hearts 3 news. It's going to be a Winnie the Pooh minigame. Okay. What? <laughs> it, what? It feels weird that they're the ones making these announcements at this point, but okay. Also, Final Fantasy XIII is getting the backwards compatibility treatment, so you'll be able to play all that on the Xbox One, because that's on the Xbox 360. Uh, there's a bunch of other Final Fantasy games coming to the Xbox One, including... That's 7? I, I hate Roman numerals. 10, 10, 2... Lots of games. Yeah, that's <laughs> 7 is coming. You can finally fucking play... Final Fantasy VII on an Xbox One in 2019. Weebs who got an Xbox One fucking rejoice. Burn that shit to the ground. Finally, it will do well in Japan. We did it, boys. I'll just pull out my actual, just, you know, actual copy of Final Fantasy VII for the PlayStation 1 in my PlayStation 1, and I'll just play that instead. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. Announce it. Yeah. Yes. They announced there's um, more Sea of Thieves stuff coming, so we'll start playing that. Congratulations. We're getting an arena mode. Nice. In early 2019, which actually kind of sounds cool. It's a designated PvP mode for that game where you compete against another team to do objectives and sync them and shit, so pirate glory. Uh, Save Decay 2 is getting some updates. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they showed off some Just Cause 4 stuff. Uh, it's trailer. Go watch it on the internet. It shows that game being that game. It's got some mayhem. Uh, again, kind of the weird announcements. They announced that Devil May Cry 5 will have something called The Void for practicing. I remember that game having practice spaces in the past, I think, but okay. Mm-hmm. Pandas and uh, cats are coming to Minecraft. I think the cats look like nightmare monsters and the pandas look adorable, but what do I know? <laughs> Uh, there's a new tomb coming to Shadow of the Tomb Raider because, sure, fuck it, why not? Uh, mouse and keyboard support is coming to 14 titles on the Xbox One. These include, stop me when you've heard one of these before, Bomber Crew, Warframe, Child of Morta, Minion Masters, Daisy, Warframe, Strange Brigade, Deep Rock, Warframe. Um, Galactic. I mean, War, Warfra- Galactic Warframe too. and Warface, I know both of those. Warhammer Vermintide, Moonlighter, War Grove. Uh, sorry, not Grove, Groove. War Groove. That's a game I need to go look up now. Vigor, War Thunder, Exmorph, Defense, and Fortnite. Uh, a lot, of, is like two a of, lot of war games. Yeah, it's almost like they're making it a PC now or something. Yeah. Basically. Uh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> See, everybody wants that PC, actually. Yeah. <laughs> they also went out something called Summer of Arcade is coming later this year. Or, sorry, Winter of Arcade. Summer. Of, it's a reference to Summer of Arcade. But they answer what the fuck that is, so I can't tell you more about that. Forza Horizons uh, net DLC is coming out later this year, which is cool. I assume you'll have to pay for it, but that game's also on Game Pass, so neat. In addition to Battlegrounds, there will be 15 other games coming to the Game Pass. They include Ori and the Blind Force, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Sea of Thieves Season 1. Oh, that's interesting. We're having a seasons for that game now. Void Bastards, Hellblades, Asuna Sacrifice. I think these games are a bunch of direct already on there. The Good Life, Kingdom, Two Crowns. I'm not going to read the rest of this list. Who cares? Not a bunch of... Some of these games are only okay. 
Yeah. If you don't enjoy my recap, you can go check the actual trailer, the video for it. I, again, had no clue this event was happening, so I would have watched it, so I can't comment on how well it was done, but in a year without PSX, I guess we're doing this now, so... Yeah! Didn't they cancel the PSX this year, they officially bought Obsidian. Didn't PSX get canceled this year, though? Yes, it did. Yeah. And Steve, we're doing that with a year without PSX. But speaking of PlayStation, apparently the PlayStation Classic is using a licensed version of an open source emulator called PCSX. I suspect you know more <laughs> about this than me and Alex do, uh, Henry. Can you explain why this is humorous? Well, it's just like, all right, so the other, like most of the other systems have used sort of like Nintendo, for example, uses their own in-house emulator for, for their titles. But the I guess Sony was feeling lazy, so they're just like, we're just going to use one of the most well-known emulators. PCSX is, is one of the older ones. It's been around for a while, and <clears throat> and it's just kind of weird that they're just like, instead of even like trying for the whole console on a chip or their own sort of in-house one, which I know that they have, because uh, but yeah, they and they even have in-house like PlayStation on a chip. I know they own that, but they aren't going with that. Yeah. Instead, they're going with an emulator. So basically, it's just a tiny computer with an emulator in there, and that's all it is. So all the so I'm gonna say that any of these sort of cracks or anything like that are going to be possible because it's an emulator. Like a lot of well, there, there's gonna be people loading their own custom ROMs into this very very quickly. Well, part of why I found this funny was this kind of was this was in line with the fact that when they cracked the um, Nintendo Classic and the SNES or the Super Nintendo Classic, they found a bunch of the files used in those games were ROMs that were downloaded off ROM sites, and they figured this out because the file names had .SNS or .NES in them, which are the file names those sites use. Yep. But not all of them had them, <laughs> meaning they had to outsource essentially their love. They're copies of the games. Oh, yeah, that's geez. hilarious. Yep, that's the thing, and we, and there's some of the same laziness here, but there's it's and the but the article does bring up a interesting interesting thing. The article I'm looking at anyway, in that it does also it is also an acknowledgement of sort of open source, you know, another acknowledgement that open source community puts out viable software that is that is professional level, or at least that uh, that's willing to be used at a professional level. I mean, we've seen that with a lot yeah. of operating systems and certain software, but it's it's that's pretty crazy that it's just it's just an emulator. Although I mean, they're all emulators, but I mean, this one specifically yeah. is a uh I think this is uh well, it's the rearmed fork of it because that's one version of PCESX that's made to work on ARM architecture if you're familiar with that a processor, the ARM processor. So I'm guessing it's an ARM processor inside of there. Um, I'm looking at the picture. I'm hoping that the cables are longer than they look in the picture. That's yeah. not that's that's not an NES classic case where they're like a foot long. But in any case, like the original console. Yeah, but you know, I have I have right. So I had an original PlayStation, and and but then I uh, when that burned out like the laser and it burned out because that's what happens with a lot of those consoles. I bought a PS with a smaller PS1 compact thing 
but yeah, I yeah, I, I think it's really kind of crazy that they're using an emulator. It's like well, an existing one. But, you know, I guess it's easier than making your own even though you're a multi-billion dollar international company with like loads of people working for you. You just shop that one out. Yeah. I mean, I think it personally it's fucking hilarious, but... Yeah, I, <laughs> I choose to laugh. Speaking of no laughing matter, though, uh, Square Enix has announced that the uh, three upcoming pieces of DLC for Final Fantasy uh, 15 ain't coming. Yep, all gone. They've been canceled. And the one remaining will be out next year, so you get one out of four. Congrats. But a bigger deal than this, the guy who kind of took over 50 and actually made it happen, I'm going to butcher his name now, unfortunately, um, Hajime Tabata, I'm hoping I got that right, uh, has left Square Enix, which is a big deal because he kind of dragged that project to fruition, and most people seem to like that game to a certain extent. So, yeah, best of luck on that one. In kind of a similar vein, because we're talking about Square Enix. Three mobile games from Square Enix. Remember they make mobile games? I always forget that. Have been blocked in Belgium because loot boxes. What a shocker. We've talked about the kind of increasing number of countries in Europe that have problems with loot boxes. And I think this is the first flat-out ban from a game that they're not going to bother repealing or appealing this judgment because... Kid, who cares? They bring other things to make money on. Yeah. Also Belgium. Yeah, it's Belgium. But yeah, it's that's that's pretty. Um, uh, that's I mean that's a strong statement, and I can't say I don't agree. Like I'm I'm kind of I guess ambivalent into a certain extent about the whole loot boxes thing. I do believe that it is gambling, and yeah. and. I don't think that loot boxes, or at least paid loot boxes, I don't think they should contain things... Alright, so I only believe that loot boxes, paid loot boxes, should have things for, like, clothing or whatever, you know, your, you know, your visible stuff, your, you know, it, you know, trinkets or whatever, things that don't actually get you any further in the game. I mean, it, you know, like, you know, a mount or something, you know, or whatever. I don't believe that loot boxes should be for things that will get you further in the game, and but that's where they make a lot of their money. And yeah. but the fact that they're all random, you know what? You know the point of them is, you know what that you get out of them is random. It is gambling, and gambling is addictive, and but so is gaming. So is a lot of things. Yeah, I'm not sure where I stand on that, but you know, that's a pretty strong statement. I mean, if they because they have a ban on gambling, that's why they had to and. The ban on gambling extends loot boxes, and that's why the games had to go. Yeah, we've covered this topic at nauseum in the past. Uh, it's this is it's kind of the next step in the ongoing Europe versus kind of loot boxes thing that we'll see how it plays out ultimately. But beyond that, not much new to say on this one. Belgium's still doing God's work, I think. Kind <laughs> of. <laughs> yeah. Moving on to moving on from that, we have uh, something we've talked about in the past ever so briefly, or maybe it was the main topic. I don't know at this point. But some former Riot employees are suing Riot over gender discrimination. Uh, that was coming. A ton of, yeah, yeah. That, that was a long time coming, considering there was that op-ed done a while ago uh, by a former employee who spoke out against that stuff and all that. It's no surprise yeah. at all that this is fucking coming. Like, 
Yeah. And it and the, the claims um, range from compensation for on unpaid wages, damage, and other penalties. With it's not clear exactly how much money is being asked for just yet, but we're moving forward with this one. Apparently, it all revolves around how Riot may have violated California's Equal Pay Act. Yep. Yeah, yeah. this was this was this was coming. I mean, this. Uh, I'm surprised it didn't happen earlier, but I think I think now because of the climate that is because it got broken the story got broken now people are aware of it now maybe the former employees actually feel confident to bring this up in court that mm -hmm. it could that it'd be taken seriously and maybe not all of them were aware of that it was such a widespread thing maybe they thought it was just them but now it's like uh you know a class action suit so that means yeah that means they're aware of each other they're aware of each other and they all had similar you know similar issues so that's I think that's another reason why it's happening now. Maybe they they all thought they were sort of you know like it didn't it only happened to them or it wasn't widespread. And now yeah. those same former employees are realizing I'm seeing everybody else's stories and they're the same as mine. So it was widespread. Yeah, and we have talked about kind of and I think me and Alex were kind of joking about this some um, several podcasts back. Like it's like Rockstar Games. Riot has a reputation and it's bad yeah yeah and bad it's been kind of a generally accepted hey this is a thing and when the news was coming out about it, it's like oh this is shocking and no one was going these people follow games were like nah this is about what we've known for a while yeah we aren't surprised there's by just this. been nothing we could do about it till this point yeah yep no surprises there that a yeah a company that has a game that's toxic as fuck happens to have an environment in that's the office toxicity that's yeah. toxic as fuck yeah. 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 Kind of in the same vein of that, our last news talk before we grill uh, Henry for some quick rapid fire questions. Get to know him better this week. A YouTube streamer was banned and then unbanned for killing the Suffrage Gate um, NPC in Red Dead Redemption 2. For those unfamiliar with her, because you haven't gotten to her yet, she is a character in, un in Red Dead Redemption 2 who's just kind of out there. Saying women should be allowed to vote and stuff. She's a pleasant enough lady. I ran her over with my horse by accident because horses handle like shit in that game, and I felt bad about that. But yeah, I, it's it, as much as this is kind of a commentary on, oh, why did you make a bunch of fucking YouTube videos shooting the women's voting issue? It's also kind of a commentary on, um, well, what the fuck's up with YouTube's tagging system again? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even sure how this got tagged, or you know, uh, it. Well, all right. So the titles for the videos are clickbaity. They are. They, they yeah. are. They are. Yeah. Watch me kill a feminist, basically. Yep. Like I kill. Oh, no, they... I kill a feminist like this. Feminist dies like this. That's the name of the videos. They are very clickbaity. And you look at the comments section. It is the the MRA GamerGate like garbage fire that you'd expect. They're back! Yeah. You know, they never left. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, the video, and I don't... Alright, I'm gonna say this. I am give the streamer the benefit of the doubt, this YouTube streamer, that they didn't post those with the intention of it necessarily of being being toxic. But... I... No, you don't make the... <sighs> maybe... But it's hard to say you, because you they were... You make those videos and you, put, you make that thumbnail. 
they would not be toxic, but you know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. You know exactly what you're up to. But given like, the, given, well, like, yeah, and given the titles of the videos, I have to say the same. And Yeah, you, you are farming controversy. You're not like, oh, no, I made this funny YouTube thing. Like, it's the, you could use any NPC, you could use any thumbnail. And any title. But no. no any title. Yeah. He specifically used the term feminist, because that's... Yeah, uh, it's... And... No, the... the yeah. This is absolutely intentional. This is content made yeah, for uh, a group of people that will like inflame something to a degree where you go viral. Like I, it's yeah. I, I, and yeah. and honestly, so, I and I kind of agree with YouTube in that in their initial assessment that it is hate speech. It is inciting violence. It's very much. I kind of think it is inciting violence against feminists because look at the titles of the videos and what he does. I mean, it's like, it's not outright threats, and that's where it, you know, falls on that weird yeah. line, but it's, it's some very, very purposeful imagery, and in the timing of it, and the use of it, is like, right now, in the political climate, yeah, I, I think it's very purposeful what this person did, and the fact that they're acting kind of surprised by it all, and sort of shocked, oh my, oh, it's it's it, that's so, and, that's that is that is definitely yeah that 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 streamer is not being honest he's being dishonest when he says oh I just made these no you titled them like feminist gets killed or feminist gets murdered or, so 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 I'll, and this is where it gets this is where it gets weird for me because on one hand the dude knew what the fuck he was doing on the other hand if you've ever actually had to read the YouTube guidelines for this stuff. They are so impossibly vague that it's kind of ambiguous about what is and isn't allowed. Like, and that's not me making an excuse, but it's one of those ones where it's like, claim censorship on this all the fucking what you want. Like, I is it? I don't know. I don't care at this point. You're being shitty and whatever. Like, it's it, it is, but also I don't give a fuck about your right at that point because you're attracting a certain group and you're appealing to a certain group. And yep. You're doing it to be shitty to us. You, you are actively trolling, and I have run out of patience for active trolling at this point. And same here, definitely. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I, I think yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Finish your thought. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in with an interesting little tidbit here. But let's go on. But yeah, it's may. It's just. It's. It. It just reminds me. It's just a bad reminder of just how terrible some elements of gaming still are. And unfortunately, they're the loud ones. And I actually think that the majority of gamers, the vast majority of gamers, are just sort of quietly gaming and doing what they enjoy, and just kind of oh, normal yeah. people, because that's that's just the majority of people. But it's these few loud, angry, frustrated, moronic trolls that kind of ruin it for everybody. And yeah, it's yeah, it's a controversy, and you know all these sort of general garbage people are going to, you know, run around and say, oh, you know, defend his free speech. But, I mean... You're using a, you're using a private platform, technically. Eh. Yeah, I mean, it's a private... YouTube can do whatever they want with it, and he should just be, you know, happy that YouTube was like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll put your, give you your channel back, give you your videos back. Yeah, and... Like, this is all stuff we've talked about in the past. Like, it, it sucks that you're using an extremely popular video game right now to be a shitty person, but also, like, people are shitty with every video game ever, so I don't 
yeah, like, it, for the group going, oh, it wasn't intentional. Shut the fuck up and grow the fuck up. Yeah. We aren't fooled vague. by... Yeah, you're right. We aren't yeah, fooled no. by that anymore. We really aren't. We just aren't fooled by people playing innocent like that. I mean, it's it's the same with the PewDiePie and, and the stuff he's pulled. It's like, you're a grown you're a grown adult. You know what you're doing. Don't don't try to gaslight us. Yeah. Don't gaslight us here. We know what actually is going on. Don't pretend like, oh well, I'm just doing this totally innocent thing and I'm totally oblivious to it. You're not. You're not. Well, and, and the insulting part of that is like the women's suffrage stuff is an interesting subplot. Yes. To that game, there are numerous missions or at least a couple, that are based around kind of the ideas of that. Like, you drive a bus, not a bus, a, a trailer at one point, horse carriage, that's what I was looking for, full of people that are, like, campaigning for the right for women to vote and stuff. Like, it's a cool moment in the game that does not need to be there between the me-killing Ku Klux Klan members and Confederate soldiers that refuse to admit they lost. But, you know, for a game that's all openly about, like, negativity and the downward of a certain way of life, which was kind of this outlaw lifestyle... It's kind of cool they have positive messages where it's like, this was also the time when women got, like, where women were getting the right to vote and stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's neat you have that. Doesn't need to be there, but cool. The subplot is great, so. Yeah, that that and the specific character he's killing seems to be a representation of a famous, famous like, one of the famous leaders yeah. of that movement. It looks like Elizabeth Cady Stanton. That's, that's the first. I can't remember if they call her that by name or not. I feel bad my interaction with her was brief and bad because I didn't refer to my save. But yeah, it's it's a very intentional reference. It's a very, it's a thing in the game. And like to make it weirder, this is not the only instance of that in that game. This is just this one person focusing on this instance. Like, And to get to this, I believe you have to have gone through several missions where you are in support of the women's right to vote, which makes this, like, extra shitty. Yeah. But. So, I'll do that. I'm going to put this out there really quick here. I absolutely agree with you guys that the the whole premise, like, the whole thing with, like, naming the video specifically beats up an angry feminist is totally fucking clickbaity. Like, I'm sorry. There's no way in fuck you're going to come up with a headline like that for a title for a video and say, oh, no, it just happens to be that. No. No. Sorry. it's it, That's absolute bullshit. We'll say, though, the entire game, you're basically killing people everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. I, it's Just, just to throw that out that there. Is, my answer to that is what I make Arthur Morgan do in the privacy of my own home is no one's business except mine until I get on the podcast and talk about it. If I made a bunch of videos being like, yo, I'm being shitty as Arthur Morgan, and it was directly targeted at certain groups, like, when you're putting it out there for the rest of the world to observe, like, it's kind of cop-out as that maybe sounds, that's when I have a problem with it. No, because, I like, agree. Be a shitty person in private all you want. Yeah, I agree, but I think, like, Don't people... try and make fucking money off it. Think... Don't make it on YouTube, like, and then don't act surprised when people are like, fuck you, buddy. Yeah. I, I just think it's funny that, like, I guess there are people yeah, who are I've... commenting in on this that I saw that, like, don't know that, like, you spend the majority of the game murdering people. You beat the shit yeah, out of no. man in the opening mission, potentially. Yeah. Like, yep. choke him out or let him live. Yep. We, we have talked about the inherent violence in Red Dead Redemption numerous times yeah. on this podcast. Like, Arthur Morgan is not a good person. Yeah. 
But I, I, that being said, there's no in-game reason to do any of this stuff except mayhem, which is fine. But the line is crossed when you like target your videos and you're like, "Yo, look at this thing I did eight times." Yeah, and it was weird it, because like I guess there was a series of them where like he tied him on the train tracks, he fed him to a gator, like it was. God, that was weird. Yeah, that's yeah. I that's a person I'd actually be a little bit afraid of. Uh, to be honest, if that's the thing of all the things to pick out in the game, to to think of multiple ways of killing a very specific character and a specific character that he obviously is identifying with feminism in general, that's disturbing to me. It wouldn't surprise me if if the dude is an incel MRA MGTOW type. I, I will say, though, in video games, anybody who comes up with weird ways to kill something over and over, like even in The Sims, if you're one of those people that finds clever ways to murder your Sims, I worry about you as a person. Yeah. Just because that's creepy. Yeah. And this, is like I said, because this is going after the same thing, and it's obviously representing something. He's, you know, murdering a feminist, and that's, and it's, it's, it's disturbing. It is, and it, it, yeah, honestly, it's disturbing because, and, and I say this as a person that does dumb, violent stuff in open sandbox video games. Oh, yeah, I've definitely, like, played Fallout 3 and, like, saved and, like, blown up a town. But it was never with the thought that this town represents people I hate or a class of people I hate, and I'm going to kill them repeatedly. That's a little different. You yeah. know, I don't it's know. Just- Internet being shitty is what it kind of just summarizes to here. Yeah, I, I guess the cop do it too. Like, there was a debt collection mission where the guy that I was collecting debt from was enough of a penis. I left him on the train tracks to die. Like, that's a thing I did in the game. I will fully admit to that. Didn't make a YouTube video about it. Didn't target one character. It was the, no, in canon, Arthur Morgan is pissed. Yeah. And like I said, it's, it's more that, you know, it was the targeting of a specific... Yeah. Of a specific character for a specific, decidedly kind of nasty reason. Like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't have a decidedly nasty reason for deciding that I was just going to allow the atomic bomb or set the atomic bomb to go off in that town in Fallout 3. It was, yeah. it was just a, I wonder what would happen, I wonder how the game deals with this, or I wonder what the... You know, it wasn't a, I hate these people, they represent a group of people that I hate and I'm going to kill them. That's, that's, that's a, that seems like it's a step beyond it really does to me. Yeah. Nah, I, it's, we've given this more than enough time, I think. Like, it's a rehash of topics we've definitely covered in the past that we'll continue to cover moving forward when they pop up. But yeah, yeah I, yeah. Well, so, Henry, as our main topic this week, we're going to grill you with some questions or whatever, just get you a sense of this. We do this every time someone joins the cast of this nightmare, if you will. I always like the idea that people that listen to us have an idea of who someone is and therefore can take their opinions and have perspectives on a game into account when they hear us say something about something, and I think it's important to how this podcast works. So, Henry, tell us about yourself as a gamer and kind of a general person. We'll jump in with questions, I guess. Alright, so as a gamer, I've been playing games my entire life. I mean, I the first game system I ever played was those of my siblings. I played an Intellivision, 
I played the Atari 2600 and just kind of played consoles from then on until the Dreamcast. And then around that time, I decided to start investing in PCs. I kind of mentioned that last time, but so I've been a console gamer for a long time. And so I have a lot of console games from older systems, but now it's like all my games are PCs. So it's like I just have a very large Steam library, large good old games library. And just I have some games outside of those, you know, not necessarily through those either that I just bought and have installed on my computer. And so I've, I've been a long time gamer. And I guess the other side of my perspective is I'm also a long time programmer. And specifically, I am a game programmer, though I've done other types of programming. And, and I've also, I guess the other thing is I've also traveled a good bit around the world, lived in a few different places. So. I, I also have some perspectives of playing video games while living in other countries, and, and I, I guess that's, you know, but traveling is the other one of my passions, I guess, outside of video games. Mm. Yeah, and that's kind of, uh, in a nutshell, me, I mean, I, yeah, I, I have a master's degree. My master's degree is in artificial intelligence. That's, that's what allows me to do what I do now, which is teach. I do teach video games. We got an inside man. That's kind of cool. You made that joke last year. <laughs> last year, did I? Huh. Well, I'll make it last again week. today and next week yeah. and next week until it dies because that's what I do with these jokes. That's true. <laughs> also, favorite type of game and I guess favorite game at this point in time. Favorite type of game? Um, I, I guess it depends on my mood. I all right. So the type of RPG I like, uh, I like strategy RPGs. I like Final Fantasy Tactics is one of my favorite games of all time. I also love the Disgaea series. And I guess for those, it's just the ability to micromanage micromanage in general for RPGs, I guess, very heavily. Um, as far as RPGs I've been playing recently, I've been playing Super Dimension Neptune versus Sega Hard Girls. I've been playing Darkest Dungeon more recently. I just mentioned that earlier. Um, I had recently, only recently picked up Shadowrun Returns, and I was really happy with that too. But I guess outside of that, I play, I I play some of the uh, general suspects. I mean, uh, I do like action games as well. I like platformers, and so I play Awesome Knots. I play Twenty XX or Two Thousand, and and uh, I all right. So I guess one of my favorite RPGs of all time. Probably, I, I think it might have to go with actually Final Fantasy Tactics. I really like that game a lot. I think it has a very sophisticated plot. In addition to a really, really intricate and in-depth game system, the plot of it is very... It's complex, and it's mature. It's not... It's There's betrayals, love. It's it's a really fascinating plot. It's very good, and I highly recommend that if you have a chance to pick it up. Uh, any either version of it, either the PSP or the PS1 version. Very, very uh, just awesome game. Um, yeah, I also play action games too. I mean, I play Overwatch. I play, you know, I play Left 4 Dead 2. And yeah, I mean, but yeah, when it comes to classic games, I mean, it's a lot of platformers. I mean, I really like Shaken the Forever Man for Genesis. Uh, even though it's a super hard game. I mean, for the NES, I was always a big fan of Ninja Gaiden series. I mean, as well as like Dragon Warrior and Final Fantasy 1. So, yeah, I mean, I guess 
I've played a lot of games, but I probably have been a little more RPG heavy than anything else. Even though sure. I, I look at my collection, it's not this. It's not mostly RPGs, but it's definitely a lot of RPGs. And I guess I, I, it comes from a background of having also played a lot of tabletop gaming too. I guess kind of my final one, unless you've got a couple you want to burn through quickly, Alex, is. So now that you're part of this Nightmare Podcast, uh, what is something you feel is important that our listeners know about you as a gamer, a co-host, a human being, a sentient thing with hair? <laughs> Hello, sentient thing with hair. New uh, band name I, called it. Yeah, I guess on the side, I'm also... All right, so I'm also a pro wrestler. Kraken Zero is also my pro wrestling name. And so that's something I also do. I train uh, my school that I trained with is Knox Pro. That's the one that is owned and led by Rikishi. Um, what? If you're if you're familiar with the WWE, that's that's my trainer. Rikishi's my trainer. I've also been trained by Gangrel. But yeah, those. Yeah, I I I'm a I am a pro wrestler, and so you'll see, occasionally see things from me about that on my Instagram. Uh, I also have that also like I love music. I have a passion. Cool. Got any more you want to ask him, Alex? Um, wow, the pressure wrestler wrestling with Rikishi thing is so interesting. Um, I have to have mentioned that before. I didn't. No, I, I didn't know. That was really cool. Um, you gotta give me a sec to collect myself. You trained with some, like, you said names that my childhood remembers. Like, fucking Rikishi and Gangrel. Like, these are childhood names I remember growing up. Like, what are you, a Telltale game? My childhood will remember that? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, so I guess, I, I mean, you mentioned RPGs that you kind of, you kind of lean towards more, uh, those. Um, I know you mentioned Terra is one of the MMORPGs you've played before. Are there any, any other MMORPGs that you kind of stepped into and enjoyed? Um, all right. So I played, I did play World of Warcraft very briefly. That was around the Burning Crusade, uh, Burning Crusade time. I just wasn't playing it often enough to, for it to warrant me keeping a medal. Yeah, um. Outside of that, I I don't tend to play a lot of MMORPGs. I think it's just because the time sink is so heavy for those. So it's like, I'll play that. I'll play Dungeon Fighter Online sometimes. That's even rarer than I play Terra. And, uh, but, yeah, I... See, and in my history, as far as like games I've worked on, I've worked on an MMORPG before. I, I worked on Rift and Defiance. If you're familiar with those two games, we have thoughts about defiance on this podcast. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that, yeah. If in case you know, anybody listening is wondering, defiance is the sci-fi show slash game thing, and yeah, I, I worked on that. I was one. Of, I worked on that. I played the reboot of that game semi recently. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a game. <laughs> it is definitely a game. It's a game. I love that. I love that's your reaction too. That's where I got to. I mean, it's it's kind of mediocre, but you know the thing that they promised for the series that I didn't see them doing is they were going to try to roll in events that happen, you know, player driven events that happen in the game and roll them into the series. They didn't really do that because I wanted them so badly to see two characters talking about and Turbo Dog six five four nine. 
is the greatest hero so, is the greatest hero of the I land. I think the reboot has that a little bit. Not going that way, but I think it's got more of the TV stuff in there. But, or you know, a, know. a user by the name of you know Butt Kisser sixty nine sixty nine, and they mentioned mentioned that guy because they're that player is really good, and they have to mention them by name. That's that's all I really wanted out of the series. I wanted them to actually yeah. have to say a bunch of usernames. <laughs> yeah. Like terrible usernames. Yeah, that's uh, that yeah. that yeah, defiance is the thing. But yeah, I don't actually play that many MMORPGs. Um uh, I yeah, I, I played Ultima Online when it when that first existed. I did play some of that. I've I've played a lot of them and not a lot of them have hooked me. I think the main reason sure. I think the main reason Terra has and the reason that Dungeon Fighter Online does for the same reason is they are action based. They aren't that you're sort of, you know, click and move, click and play type ones, you know, like, you know, World of Warcraft or pretty much all of them, or at least most sure. of them. And I I just kinda like that. I didn't like the whole clicking on things and kind of Yeah, I I like the I like the action action of Terra, and that's what drew me to it. That's what kept me in it, despite the fact that I haven't stayed with any other MMORPG ever. <laughs> Have you heard about based MMORPG, The Matrix Online? No, no, you're not doing this to me two weeks in a row. Fuck you, we're moving on to mail now. Congrats, you did this to yourself, Alex. <laughs> Sorry, Henry, I have to cut him off. We brought up Matrix Online. No, we have to move on. No, no, no. It will taint the rest of the podcast. Uh, email, Henry, if you want to contact us for an email, how do you do it? That is uh, uh, Wicked Awesome Podcast, is that right? Cast, just wicked awesome cast. Wicked awesome cast at gmail.com. What's that email again, Alex? <laughs> wicked awesome cast at gmail.com. You gotta stop bringing up Matrix <laughs> Online and ruining this podcast? No! You gonna do that? No! Always. Yeah. <laughs> wicked awesome cast at gmail.com. Spell as, it de- spell as it sounds down in the show notes. Except ra, except ra. We got three emails this week. Not that you deserve any of them, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear wicked, uh, dear recovered and current WoW players, the demo of the classic WoW has come and gone. The time you answered this, and potentially millions of people have gotten their taste of the original World of Warcraft. The talent tree is expansive. The mounts, mounts in gold are precious. Um, affliction locks are broken, and emo edge lords. And the debate about whether pallies or shamans are bro- are more broken rages once again. Obviously, this return to basics with WoW offers up a whole new way for players to play and the idea of progression. I'm not sure I totally agree with new way, but okay. And what comes next for a cla- for classic races? A whole slew of new questions. So if you were making the decision for how WoW Classic works, what would you do? Will the expansions eventually get added? Will it become some kind of parallel timeline? A third option I haven't thought of? Jason from Nevada. Um, well, Blizzard has actually had official response for something like this. I say you add up the fr- I you add up to Frozen Throne and DLC to that game over time and then you stop. No, cuz that's when that You know, you know what I think? I think they should just continue debaking. And so so just keep rolling it back so take the level cap goes down instead of up. So you start moving the level cap down. Oh, I like this idea. And you, the longer and you so, start removing, so over time, you your start rem- increases. You have to keep playing. Yeah, you start removing stuff 
from the land, you start removing content. Like, oh, that quest is gone. Oh, that tree is gone. Oh, we're just going to delete that mountain. So eventually it's just going to be, uh, a, and they're just going to start slowly demaking all the visuals so it starts to look like a PS1 game. Mm-hmm. Or it does, but... So, so and just keep, ro- just keep rolling it back until it eventually just looks like Ultima Online, except... <laughs> This is just delightfully evil. Yeah, it's just you just keep demaking it, but very slowly. Do it so gradually that nobody really notices outright. But it's like in five oh, in five years time. I vote you go the opposite direction. Have like the thing devouring the landscape be like an in-game thing, and NPCs are talking about it. Where it's like the the, the void is coming. It took out the it took out the barons a week ago. Now there's nothing there except ground texture. <laughs> I would be down for something like that, actually. But but bad PS1 ground texture. It's already wow. It already looks like that. No, I'm saying war- like like bad PS1 games. Go check out some of the screenshots from the WoW Classic demo. Okay. Ah, uh, it's mm, that game is I, that graphic update did at one point was very deserving. Yeah. No, it, you can even turn it up and make it super, like, classic pixel texture mode. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's an option in the interface. Fucking oh, oh, sprites. Oh, well, no. Make it have to run at, like, a 640 by 480. <laughs> yeah. Force it Force it to run in that. That, yeah. And and run it. Uh, yeah. That, 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 now, that's something that should definitely be done. Wild Classic yeah. only can be played windowed in a 64... 640 by 480 window. And yet there's a dial-up modem. Yep, it's a, it requires a dial-up modem to dial into it. <laughs> it's a it's a, a dial-in system for the for the server. See so just just keep just keep pulling it back and you know what? And you know what? Maybe maybe create a new retro, an entirely new like back to retro. It's like now you'll you'll start a new wave of demakes of every game. Like Assassin's Creed, except on Genesis. Yeah. Or you know, uh, uh, a C- Philip CDI version of Hitman. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go, Jason. That's what we think the plans for uh, Warcraft, uh, World of Warcraft Classic, should be. A slow devolution over time till it becomes other video games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eventually, just becomes fucking Pong. Like your computer morphs into that, like. Uh, God, that electronic screen machine they used to make Pong on. Oh yeah, yeah. It's eventually just vector graphics. It just, it just. Vector yeah. Graphics. Vector graphics. It looks like. Oh oh. Um. It's. It looks like. Oh, what's it? Oh, it just looks like Ultima One, or or Ultima Z. Yeah. Ultima Zero Aklabeth, I think was the name. Yeah. It just looks. I like every part of this plan. It is terrible <laughs> because I I hate everybody and I hate gamers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking of hating everyone, our next email comes in from Olivia in Oslo, Norway. Oh, did I mention Sweden is now our number one subscriber base? Yeah, awesome. Sweden. Get your shit together, Norway. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're wicked awesome cast. It was fascinating last week to hear of Alex. To hear Alex go full ruiner on something that he had recently passionately defended a few episodes ago. It was a little strange at first, but the cast willingness to admit when they're when they change their minds on something 
is something I really enjoy about your specific gaming podcast. Over the several reoccurring, of the several reoccurring themes of the podcast, one of my favorites is the idea of uncomfortable gaming truths. <laughs> I'm sure there are many undiscovered truths, but are, there, but are there any you three strongly believe in that you have yet to find, that have yet to find the way onto the podcast? Um, I'll go first with my people don't actually want crossplay. They just want cross accounts. I, I, that. I agree. I agree. I think they don't want to buy the game three times. Oh, I'd rather buy three games than play against PC people on a console game. Like, I, I, I really only care about my character progression getting shared on all platforms. Beyond that, I could not care less. I think most people are the same way. Well, like, Charlie and I have even talked about this before. Like, I would be okay with owning multiple copies of Destiny 2 if it meant my Warlock from my PC. If I wanted to play with Charlie, I would just jump over to the PS4 version and my characters would be there waiting. Yeah, I'd be that totally would be totally okay with that. That would be super cool. And I think of, I think this idea applies to a lot more video games than just Destiny. I, it's like the fact like Final Fantasy 15 lets or not 15 14 lets you do that and it is something that I'm like it's not a two-way street. You can't go back and forth, but at the same time it's like you know this is something you should do. I'd I'd probably still be playing that game after my shoulder recovered enough to play real video games again or play mm-hmm original video games that's definitely a video game like yeah like warframe is one that i find shitty on that topic where it's like i want to play the switch version i don't want to start over again yeah but i would happily buy the switch version if you could buy it all right what do you two got all right so all right uh video games are a medium that is just not going to be accepted in the wider stances art for an extremely extremely long time oh i don't think ever actually but you know they said that about tv and movies too yeah they said that about like the printed word but i mean yeah that's but, fair yeah they, but they definitely said that about radio and music and and i, I am but i think the biggest thing the biggest problem is just it's never the games are never going to get are going to well, I'm not going to say never, but it's going to take a very time, long time for games to get over the hump of just being considered a toy. Because that's really the way a lot of, especially older people, consider games that they're toys. And I suppose they are in a sense, but it's I, I think it's just still a lot of sense of immaturity being associated with games. And it's not unfounded and totally unfair. But the problem is, games have come into force as a medium as the internet has at the same time and a lot of other technologies are and it's and we're we're really in an important part if you're thinking of timeline as as far as games becoming an important medium for art we're in an important part right here where we're seeing a lot of experimentation with a lot more game devs because tools are more readily available and even free, like in the case of Unreal Engine and Unity. And we're seeing this real explosion here, and so we have to watch out and be careful for is, is anything that we're seeing over the horizon that might get in the way of creativity, such as like an enforced sense of like morality, like what happened with comic books and the Comics Code Authority and the book... Uh, Seduction of the Innocent, if you're familiar with what happened in the 
sympathies with that. I don't know if you are necessarily, but I, like I'm afraid that that's on the way for games too. That we've already had a lot of moral panics and moral scares when it comes to video games, but I don't think we've hit the biggest one yet. I don't think we've hit the most serious one yet. I think we're going to see the next moral panic, moral scare is going to be like a a a the biggest one yet, and it's really going to be a factor of are we going to start really seriously like censoring video games, or are we going to allow them allow the medium to flourish? Mm. And it's not going to be it's not going to be the same across every country either, because yeah. because we've already seen some countries, including our own, are just more likely to censor some things than other things, and so that's that's a danger. It's a danger when you start censoring what is actually art. So yeah. that's 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 my hard truth. You got one, Alex? Mm, I'm probably gonna piss off a lot of people with this one, but Final Fantasy VII is not that great now. Yeah, double down. It was great for its time. I can appreciate it. Probably not that great now. All you people fighting for remasters of that fucking game for how many years now? Let it go. You're gonna be disappointed. I'll go so far as to say there are better Final Fantasy games out there. Oh, even. Tactics is my favorite. Tactics is incredible, and that's a game I think would actually do well for newer new consoles because uh, it's, I mean, like the graphics, it's heavily sprite based. I mean, the environment is three D, but the characters are sprite based and they look really nice. That's why even when it was remade, it's like the remake was really good. Yeah. And, but yeah, uh, yeah, Final Fantasy VII, uh, it'll always hold a special place for me because it's literally the reason why I bought a PlayStation 1 in the first place. I bought it for that game. And I've really enjoyed it. But yeah, going back to it, um, I, I, I think it holds up among RPGs in general, but I wouldn't go back and play it again. Yeah. Whereas I would go back and play Final Fantasy Tactics again. I don't even like ten. I think ten was a better Final Fantasy. Than- yeah, I. All right. So, well, on an aside, my only problem with ten was uh, Titus. Yeah. Yep. But, He's bad. But but now who's worse? Fucking Cloud. Yeah. Cloud, however, he doesn't even. But Cloud doesn't even talk that much. And that's what makes him worse. Cloud doesn't talk much at all. Yeah, well, I, that, that makes it better. It was Titus when Titus actually opens his mouth. That's when I hated him. <laughs> oh, no, I'm saying more. <laughs> or any time uh, he said, "This is my story," it made me want to punch him in the mouth. But it's not a story. story. It's not your story. It's not your story, Titus. Shut up. <laughs> Stop fucking saying it. You, you keep saying it. You're not going to make it true if I keep saying it. Just, just shut up. But in any case, yeah, Final Fantasy VII, yeah, it's it is a classic, but it's you're not gonna want to go back and play it. It's not gonna have aged well. It just won't. Yeah. Hmm. Even even like Final Fantasy Fantasy Tactics, I would find it hard to go back and play that when I have like this guy of five to play. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I think the whole thing is just games that came out for their time do not age well. GoldenEye 007 did not age well. Oh, yeah. Super fun at the time. Oh, it's rough to go back and play. It's rough to go back and play some of these titles. It was rough to play at the time. No, it wasn't. It was fucking great for its time. It was great. It was rough to play still. I used to be fucking good at it. Whereas whereas I can go back and play Metroid in the original NES Metroid, and that is a super fun game that has aged well. Like, 
I went back. Oh yeah, no, I I went back and played that on stream like a month or so ago, and just played through the entire game, uh, and it's just it's fun. Holy crap, it's just a fun game. I would go so far as to say on the entire N sixty four, there were only ten good games. I'd say that that's true for most consoles. Period. No, I think I think a lot of consoles prior and post then do a lot better than that. I would say that there are only 10 games that you should hold reverence for on the Nintendo 64, and two of them are Zelda games. Yeah. Um, you know, you have your Super Mario 64, you have your Banjo... I don't... Banjo-Kazooie. That game is impressive. I don't think it's a good game. Uh, Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, Con- also a fun game. Don't think it's a, don't think it's a good game at the end of the day. Uh, Conqueror's Bad Fur Day. Um, that one I'll give you. Um... <laughs> Superman 64. Um, Definitely that one. That one is the best yeah, game to ever come yeah. out for Nintendo 64. Yep. A pinnacle of modern game making we have yet to surpass. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Only Bubsy can even rival oh, such a pinnacle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I, I it, Troublemakers is also a really good N64 game. I'm just trying to think of like what games that I would see as like really good. Um, trying to think of the series now. Uh, Something effect, uh, Mass Effect. That no, wasn't no. Fear Effect. No, that's that's a PS One mm. game. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Sin and Punishment also a good. But yeah, um, I think the N sixty four had a slightly smaller library than the PS One as well. Maybe. Well, yeah, the PS One library and the PS Two library were like, look at all these fucking games we got. Look at them. But so many of them are garbage. Oh yeah. wow, the PS One, I think is was the worst when it came to absolute garbage games. I think you are discounting how many truly terrible games there are for the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo. Uh, no, no, there's 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 a whole new level of awful for the for the for the NES. The NES Those games didn't cost a hundred dollars a piece. Yeah, uh, well, they cost fifty to sixty. No, not at that point in time. The games were cheaper then. What NES games? No, NES games were in the $50 to $100 range. I'm talking like PS2, PS1. You could still get stuff for like 20 40 bucks at that point in time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But PS1, yeah, there are PS1 games that were just shovelware. Yeah, you could buy them for nothing, and they were worth that. <laughs> yeah. They're worth, yeah, they, they, yeah. But yeah, the N64 had some good hits, but not all of them age well. But not a lot of games age well. That's just difficult. Yeah. It has to be a mechanic that's just so good that it just works out really well. I mean, I like, you know, I I have Sakura Wars. I have I have that for the Sega Saturn, and that's a tactic. Mm. That's a tactics RPG game. That's down, you know. That's 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 my alley. But I can't see myself going back and playing it too often, just because it's yeah. it's 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 aged kind of meh, I guess. To be honest, and. But yeah, I, I but I've also been but I asked oh yeah, this is one thing I have been doing. I've been playing an older game called Soul Hackers. Uh, mm. uh it's in the SMT, the Shin Megami Tensei series. That's an old Saturn game and that's been fun. Yeah. Yeah, Final Fantasy Seven, let it let it rest, let it die. We did not go rapid fire with that, so I'm gonna go to our next and final email from Mateo. Hope I pronounced that right, in Valencia, Spain. Mm. Oh. Dear Wicked Awesome Cast, I believe your country recently had an election of some kind. (laughs) 
I know nothing of American politics except that you they seem terrible. Yeah. But your country's politics are internet poison that somehow spread outside your internet into my country's internet, which is how this question came about. Well, I do not think any of you could be trusted to be president, especially Charlie. I suspect you could be trusted to be a mayor of something of that stature. So I ask you, what would you get? What would your campaign be? Mine's simple. I would drive all the crackheads downhill into uh, Sun into Sunland. <laughs> I would chase them all with a bat like that. My campaign platform would be like, I'll get the crackheads and the tweakers and shit like that out of where I live. We're driving them down the hill, boys. I'll, if there's one in your yard, I will come pick it up, put it in a truck, and drive it down the hill. I have been told, and I've come to realize very easily, that I would make literally the worst politician ever. I don't have much of a filter. I don't, I don't I, think he's asking for serious campaign promises. Yeah, yeah, what, would you, yeah. what would you promise? What would I promise? I would promise... Mm, mm, I'm not even sure what I promise. This is awesome. I promise nothing. I, I, okay. So you know what? Yeah, lower your ex- my my campaign promises lower your expectations. <laughs> that's idea. that's my campaign motto. And so, and if you look under, like, you know, what what are, how does he stand on the issues? And it's just like, it just behind a podium. It says he he stands, or he has an opinion. That's all it says. He has opinions. Yeah. I'm- that's all it, what it says. What, what are what are his campaign pledges? Nothing. I'm not. I'll never let you down. That's another campaign motto. I'll never. I, I will never let you, you down because I'm not. Because there are no expectations. The mental image of you in a debate going like, my opponent has made a lot of promises, and I've said, yeah, I'll try and figure that at a later date. Who do you actually believe? Someone who's said a lot of things, or someone who's just as terrified of this job as you are? <laughs> yeah, that's 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 my my campaign promise is I'm probably not going to do this better than you. <laughs> You're going to have problems. I'm going to have problems. There's no doubt in my mind. I will abuse this power in some way. I don't know which way yet, but I will find a way. My opponent here has stan- has stances on issues. I'm sure I do too, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what those stances are. <laughs> Things I care strongly about. We need better air quality in LA, and slavery was bad. And I don't know. Yeah, take I'll I'll take a stand and say that I like oxygen. <laughs> Pinkberry is an acceptable dessert. <laughs> All right, so that that's my my campaign promises no promises. What's yours, Alex? Well, as the one person here who actually has political experience, um, oh, yeah, uh, I'll have you know, I didn't know this. I was class president of my elementary school. Oh, fuck you! Uh, <laughs> so, and I won, by the way. So I do know how to run a successful campaign. Right now, I'm one for one. Um, honestly, I think I'd just be real. I'd be like, look, I'm just a person at the end of the day. Like, I wouldn't give you any weird BS. There was a guy, actually, I'm not going to get too political into this, but there was a guy I was following recently who I really, really liked because he was just so bluntly honest and real about, like, sure who he was as a person. Like, I'll, I'll just really quickly speak on it. But, like, in his in his in one of his campaign videos, he talked about how, like, look, when you call my office, you call this number, that's my cell. And then he gave his cell phone number in his campaign video. Wow. 
So I was like, okay, I can respect that. So I guess that would be something similar to my end, I guess, but I don't know. I did run on a platform of better school lunches, so if I want to give a serious answer, my answer will be better school lunches. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's that's actually a, that would actually be a real I won, bad. okay? I, I was in charge of the hall monitors. I had my own secret service. I was a corrupt little president. Yeah, I... <laughs> oh, oh, so you're the opposite, Henry. You're like, we're going to change things. School lunches, we'll fix it. Vending machine, all the good soda again. Drug policy in the school, gone. Right? Yep. 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 Oh, what's that? All my friends are now hall monitors. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. We we'd be great running against each other. That, yeah. That'd be that'd be fat fantastic. <laughs> you just got me rounding up tweakers in the parking lot, being like, "Get in the truck," <laughs> and it'll be great because like we'll both be have we'll both be the final nominees. We'll be competing for whatever position we're in, and they'll be like. So we got reports that you're part of a podcast known as Wicked Awesome Cast, and we'll be like, we both we both secede from the election. <laughs> <laughs> we can neither confirm or deny we are part of the Wicked Awesome Cast. Yeah, but we officially. I was young. Stepping away. I was young and experienced. You run an episode last week. Young and experienced. Things change. Yeah. I'm not the person depicted on that podcast. You say in that podcast, you are exactly who you are on that podcast. Shut up. Yeah. Although I was, I, I am interested in running for office at some point, though. Even if it's local government. I'm not, because I'm, I like I said, I am literally the worst. I would be the worst politician. I, I run kind of hot anyways, and I tend to be kind of more honest than nice. Um... I'm not always great at compromise. I can be pretty terrible at that. I'm stubborn. Oh, yeah, all the qualities that would make me literally the worst politician that's ever existed. <laughs> I come from a town where a mayor... I come from part of the world where a mayor won and was re-elected multiple times in a row on the campaign platform of that last guy did a real shitty job of snow removal. <laughs> that's amazing. Like, I, it was the town I lived in. We thought he was a kick-ass mayor enough times to be like, yeah, that last guy was terrible snow removal. Guy was a terrible person. Like, the, the stories that surrounded him, we kept electing him, though, because he was good at snow removal. It was a small-ass town that had, like, no money for anything else, and the previous guy had stolen the snow removal budget. We're like, yeah, he hasn't stolen the snow removal budget yet. That's progress. <laughs> yeah. This is better than the previous guy. Do you? And, like, you had people that had, like, ideas run against him. And he's like, yeah, but what are you going to do about snow removal? We all were like, yeah, what is he going to do about snow removal? That's fucking smart. I, that is the politics, that's the local politics I grew up in. And that's why my stance is, like, I'll fucking get the tweakers out of Tahunga. <laughs> I'm not going to stop meth. I'm just going to get the people that use meth down the hill. To a town I don't live in. <laughs> Getting up that hill on foot is hard. So it's all inclined. So there we go. We 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 yeah. would all be the best politicians, obviously. Yes. Thanks for writing in, Matteo. 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 <laughs> yes, wicked awesome cast at uh, gmail.com. So all that sounds down show notes, etc. etc. That does it for this week. Anyone got any profound things they want to talk about before we get the hell out of here? Uh, I got nothing right now. Nah, nothing here. 
We are an indecisive. We are a not profound group this week. That's good to know. <laughs> Left it all in the podcast. Yeah. Uh, actually, I take it back. I'm hereby announcing that I am officially running for school class president again. Uh, <laughs> this time, the food will be better. I promise. What school? I, I dare you to name a school near your house, near your apartment. I am not Portland naming now. a school near me. No. <laughs> <laughs> fair. That's fair. That's all I need is somebody to listen to the podcast and be like, oh, he knows the schools in the area. <laughs> That's all I need. You're on a list now, boy. Yep. Hard pass on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, I just imagine the schools and you having really weird names because Portland. Uh, probably. Wouldn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah. No streams to announce or anything? Uh, nothing right now. We, I just did my 24-hour okay. stream, and so thank you all for anybody who jumped in and checked it out from the podcast i will be um i will be streaming some of my own stuff again here because i do want to do one more like marathon 24 hour podcast or stream before the end of the year for extra life so uh, i'll be announcing it as that gets closer probably in december cool yeah give me a link to that i'll put it in the show notes so people can find it easily yeah for sure nothing on your end henry nope Uh, nope nothing really coming up I'm probably going to post more pictures of my dog to my Instagram, and I'm growing plants now that maybe we'll have photos. But yeah, in theory, I will be setting up the studio in the next couple weeks. So maybe videos and streams will be back. Cool. Who knows? I might stream Quiet Man because I hate everyone that listens to this. (laughs) And myself, most of all. I need to talk to someone about that game who's played it just to be like, yo what point did you realize you were wasting your life? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Henry, have you learned the important lessons from last week of how the hell we end this thing? No. <laughs> Not really. Henry? Yeah. Ah, fair enough. Want to teach him again, Alex? Sure. <clears throat> Cue the metal. Cue the metal.